There's a big story out of Loudoun County. And for those that don't know, we actually live literally next door to Loudoun County. If we hop out the front door and go down the road a little bit, we will be in Loudoun County. There's been parents standing up against critical theory, meaning critical race theory and critical gender theory, as well as mask mandates and vaccine mandates, things like that. Of course, as you probably heard, the AG has been targeting these parents, saying that this stuff is potentially domestic terror, things of that nature. These are just parents standing up for their kids. Well, there was a big scandal. And we talked about the story yesterday on TimCast.com, not because we were concerned about censorship, but because we thought, you know, maybe maybe a little bit, but we were like, this one can get spicy. And if we want to, you know, be less family friendly, considering these issues are very, very serious and unfamily friendly, then we'll take it to the TimCast.com as a more serious uh, segment. And we did. But just before we were starting the show, um, I got a message from Steven Crowder. He's been he's been given a hard strike and a suspension over covering the scandal in Loudoun County. And we have a redacted email breaking down what YouTube is, is, is accusing him of doing. And this means that they're not going to be able to do their, their show normally because they're suspended from YouTube for the next week. So, of course, uh, we're big fans. You guys definitely want to check out louderwithcrowder.com. Make sure you guys are supporting them to the best of your abilities with the Mug Club. And uh, Stephen tells me they're going to be doing their show on their website as they have in the past because of the strike. That being said, we're going to get into this news. We got a bunch of other stories pertaining to wokeness and what's going on. And we're going to have to be really careful in how we describe the story. And we're going to be starting with what got Crowder banned so that we can then talk about the certain context of that story. And yes, we might get banned too. But let me just stress, as we are here facing down the barrel of censorship, we are actively resisting it by showing you what's happening to those being censored, talking about the context, and providing the speakeasy over at TimCast.com where you can make sure that these ideas will persist in the face of massive corporate power. We are being joined today by, of course, Jack Murphy. Tim, I'm so glad to be back. Ian, Luke, Lydia, how are you? I am Jack Murphy. You can follow me on Jack at Jack Murphy Live on Twitter. But more importantly, please come down and meet me and a whole crew of people at Jacked Brunch. We just had one in Tampa. It was amazing. Ooh. We had a bunch of people, uh, families, children, wives. It's not just all men because you know about the liminal order. It's all men. We're doing Nashville two weeks on 1024. So come on down and see me there. We're going to do one in D.C. You guys are all coming. You're going to come to in February. Yeah. Put it on the calendar. Going to be huge. Happy to be back. Beautiful studio. I got dressed up a little bit sharp to help christen the new, beautiful, gorgeous studio. Right on. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. What's your name again? Jack's dressed for prom over here. Prom. <laughs> and, and then maybe I'll go to your event. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But anyway, <laughs> what, what happened to Crowder is absolutely disturbing. While I still have a channel, it is YouTube.com forward slash We Are Change. And of course, I have an alternative to YouTube where I get to do and say whatever I want. And that, of course, is LukeUncensored.com. I hope to see you guys later on there today, and thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back as well. Sorry, Jack, I was about to. Well, I was going to say, I bet you wore that to prom too. That's a nice shirt, by the way, Luke. Thank you. Oh yeah, the <laughs> oh, shirt yeah, the here shirt. is uh, you know just uh, some immune system deniers, and uh, has a nice portrait of Mr. Bill Gates and Lord Fauci. Doctor. Well, uh, you know, I'm my name's Ian Cross. I'm also Uh-oh. glad you're here, Jack. <laughs> I like uh, <laughs> you look very slim and trim in your new outfit. Thank you so and much. So happy to be here, everyone. Hello. I love I love your sweater. Back. Thanks, dude. Good, good job. You I'm like the sweaters. Very good. <laughs> yeah, I'm also here pushing buttons. I'm getting better and better at pushing all these new camera buttons. So I hope you guys will continue to bear with me since we have such a big show tonight. I was listening to Crowder early today and i'm curious what uh ends up happening with him yeah this is this is weird because we'll, we'll read the email we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, show you exactly yeah. what they're accusing crowder of doing because i'm kind of like it seems weird but we'll get into it my friends don't forget to go to timcast.com become a member while we'll the member segment coming after the show and i have an announcement 
Uh, look, my apologies to everybody who is a member. Um, we announced that for our live events, we've been trying to set them up consistently. Like we want to do a, an event every month and at, at the studio, but ugh, red tape. Um, there's, there's legal restrictions for very simple things like a private residence versus a business versus how, how you can invite people in. And so we're getting, it was difficult, but we booked a venue and we put up for, so as I said, those who are giving at least 25 bucks or more will get advance notice of the event. We put it up and it sold out nearly instantly. So the tickets are free. Everyone gets a plus one. There was 200 available. And some people were upset because they were emailing us saying like, this should have been up for us, the $25 members before everyone else. And it literally was. It's just that we have a lot of members, but we are going to do our best to make sure we can accommodate everybody. And, you know, the members who are at the 25 level who tried to get in and, and maybe didn't make it in time, we're going to we're, we're going to try and work something out with like a waiting list. If you end up showing up and there's capacity availability, we'll let people in. I don't want to encourage people to show up in the event that they don't get in. But my apologies to those who couldn't get it. Look, I wish we could do it, you know, as many people as possible. But not only is it going to be the entire crew there, we have we have Ryan Long and uh, and Danny Polishchuk who are going to be doing the, the the comedy act for the night. So, you know, I'm I'm talking to Ryan and he's like, dude, we we'd sell out a show like with 200 tickets instantly if we were doing it by ourselves. Like, and I'm like, yeah. So if we have all of this as a big event, it's going to be pretty hard to get a ticket considering we're not doing a major venue. Maybe we should do a thousand person venue yeah, next time. Yeah, hundred percent. And let's hit the road and do live shows maybe, and every major city that we go to. Maybe we should actually start looking for a venue that can accommodate up to a thousand people. Exactly. And then, we'll, and then maybe we'll or, change venues or big parks or you know we could do music hard, performances. It's hard to do sound systems in, in that. But we'll we'll see about maybe upgrading the venue if that works because I can, I'm I'm honestly I can't believe we just. Instantly, like it was. People like, are hungry for live events, Tim. That's yes. why we're doing Jack Brunch. We're just going around every two weeks, a different city, a Sunday brunch, open mimosa bar, great buffet. Come down and hang out. And you know, I'm Jack Murphy, but you're Tim Pool. Of course, you're going to be drawing all kinds of people. Well, there are some people who are like they just missed it, and we we obviously didn't set capacity as the limit for the tickets because you can't because there's going to be security. There might be you know. Uh, staff and stuff like that but we might have a few extra tickets for people who have already emailed to try and make sure we can get as many people as possible maybe we'll find a bigger venue we'll see what we can do let's put them on the lawn right here outside let's do the megaphone we wanted to do we can't that's the problem we we, we literally wanted to be like you know come hang out we can't there's no parking lots it there's just a lot of things i can't get into i'm excited to make everyone chant let's go brandon it's gonna be a lot of fun the energy is gonna be really good (laughs) i love events i love t-shirts out front no i'll I'll have like pictures maybe of it online (laughs) and like cryptocurrencies but uh otherwise no no traveling (laughs) t-shirts all right all right everybody let's talk about this here news (laughs) we got uh so uh i got a text message just a moment ago literally a few within a few minutes of going live in the show from Crowder, and he was just like telling me what happened. And the story is absolutely insane. You may have heard about the Loudoun County scandal, where there was a student who was uh, harmed. There, uh, an arrest was made, and I, I, I can't. I didn't realize this because we were actually we actually talked about this a little bit yesterday uh, during the show. But apparently, telling the context of this major breaking news story, which is having a serious effect on how the AG is acting and responding to parents, Crowder got a strike over this. They've suspended him for a week. And I have this email. Check this out. This is this is what uh, YouTube has written. We write again on YouTube's behalf regarding... I'm sorry. I believe this is their legal counsel. Mm-hmm. We write again on YouTube's behalf regarding your client, Stephen Crowder. YouTube has repeatedly instructed Mr. Crowder regarding its hate speech policy and warned him against continuing violations of that policy through content he uploaded to YouTube. 
YouTube specifically informed Mr. Crowder that videos he uploaded show a pattern of recklessly targeting the LGBTQ plus community for abuse and insults. It warned that further uploading of content that targets insults and or abuses the LGBTQ community would result in additional penalties. On September 30th, Mr. Crowder uploaded another video that YouTube has determined continues his prior conduct. The video entitled Special Guest Alex Jones on Great Reset and Joe Rogan and Triggers Leftist Again contains a segment that targets the transgender community in an offensive manner. For example, by indicating that trans people pose a rape threat to women. Consistent with the recklessness provision of its hate speech policy, YouTube has removed this video from the service and assessed a strike against the Steven Crowder channel. Per YouTube strikes policy, this results in a one week upload freeze for the channel. Further violation of YouTube's hate speech policy will result in additional penalties. One additional note, when an account is restricted from using YouTube features, the channel operator is prohibited from using any other channel to get around the applicable restrictions. Your client may not use another YouTube channel, such as Crowderbits channel, to bypass the upload restrictions on the Steven Crowder channel. Such conduct may subject all of his channels to termination. Very truly yours, counsel for YouTube. Hmm. Now, I don't know exactly what Steven said or how he framed it, but I cannot imagine that it would warrant a, a, a takedown. It's a major breaking story. I think it's it's particularly dangerous that we're in an era now where opinions are editorial. There's an editorial guideline for for big services that you are not allowed to express yourself online if your opinion doesn't fall in line with the editorial guidelines of YouTube. You know, this is disturbing on many <clears throat> levels because this is about a specific documented case when children got hurt. I mean, this is a big case. This deserves to be talked about, but it can't. And what Crowder said, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch him. I've been critical of him before, but to have his voice kind of eliminated here is a very big deal. There deserves to be a conversation that there, there deserves to be some kind of debate here. And we're being denied that people are not hearing about this very important story, which they should. Uh, and, and that to me is the biggest travesty of injustice personally, because at the same time Crowder does his show, whether you like it or not, you have to understand the mainstream media gets away with showing horrible stuff on YouTube, whether it's gold. Yep. Whether it's, it's it's stories that are more hyperbolic, more sensational, more gross, more detailed, Lies. and 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 they got caught many times lying me, through me, their teeth. Let me. I want to say two quick things. For one, you guys, louderwithcrowder.com. Mm-hmm. You can join the Mug Club. You can help support them. They're going to be doing their show on their website. This is why we have the websites. This is why Crowder's got his website. That's why we got our website. So that in the event, maybe we'll get a strike for simply talking about this and me reading what the email said. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have the website up so that we can at least have something active in the event. We, we, we get hit by YouTube, but we're not going to just sit back and accept it. So the story is very simple. There was in, in Loudoun County, a father, a, this is the Daily Wire reporting this, NewsGuard certified, all that good stuff reporting that a child was assaulted. We'll keep the language family friendly, but it was in a bathroom and there was an arrest made. Crowder talked about the story. To be fair, I don't know exactly how he framed it, but still, regardless, this is a major breaking news story. We have more developments developments on this that we're going to be talking about, and I think it's particularly dangerous. We are enter. What more needs to be said that you haven't heard me say 50 billion times? <laughs> when you homogenize the political space, you don't end the opinions of these people. They exist. They're alive. They're going to live for for 50 more years. The, between, you know, how, how, how old are the people who are paying attention, paying, attention, paying attention to politics right now? Let's say they're 18 to, to, to 70. Okay, so we're going to have a long period of people holding these views they want to express. 
Censoring them just makes them find alternative means. Crowder, of course, isn't going anywhere. He's going to keep doing his show, his show on his own platform. All YouTube is doing is hyper-polarizing the space by shutting down these conversations. What I think is interesting, one, is that apparently two spirits are full are fair game because it's not listed. It's not You're listed right. up there. Uh, but second is this is this is the end result of what's been happening for many years where you turn uh, an insult into abuse. Right. It says abuse and insults. Like, how are those even the same things? Abuse is chronic, ongoing, and it prohibits you from doing the thing that you're supposed to do, whether it's live life or have a job or get education. An insult is just part of life. Right. It's part of life. So what they're saying now is that they're they're criminalizing, I mean, effectively uh, or prohibiting insults. It sounds like but, but they didn't even name who these are minors and other names are released. This is not targeting any specific. Right. Apparently, right? it's just making an insult about the LGBTQ plus community. But they were saying it's repetitive insults, which I guess you could consider abuse. That, I didn't that, see, that I, no, that, no, no. Abuse, yeah. abuse has to has to prevent you from doing something that you ordinarily would want to do, like live a healthy, productive life. But, if I was but, like, but hold, hold on. See, the problem with that is they argue when I'm insulted, I get scared and I shut down. So, like, if the, right. their, their delicacy is not my concern. Right. This is like second and third order effects of us transitioning away from an honor culture to a victim culture, mm-hmm. where victim victimology gives you status, and so now you can claim status by being first it was abused, then it was harassed, now it's insulted, and soon it'll be even thought improperly there but, are, this, but nobody i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, no, nobody it. complained about this so right. th- this no. must have been somebody internal story. right 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 yeah. i i don't think crowder i don't think any individual was named in this story well again it's it says about the community itself right. so you can't even insult like if dave Chappelle came in here and did one of his bits they'd get your show taken down right yep yeah which is crazy because, I don't know, Dave Chappelle never seemed to be too far outside of If uh, CNN norms. came here and did a segment, this channel would be terminated immediately well, very for, for like half of their content that they put out there that's deemed, again, just no, based no. out on our lives. That would be the one time we appear on the front <laughs> right. page. Yeah. They'd right. be like, see, we're fair. Look, the, the Tim Guest IRL is on the front page. I'm right. like, yeah, because Don Lemon was the guest. I would love, he- I would love to have Don Lemon as the guest. <laughs> I would love to have Anderson Cooper. I had many interactions with him in, in parking lots that were pretty interesting <laughs> to say the least. Wait, did you say? No, parking lots. I almost made uh, a joke that might get the challenge. Oh, yeah, hey, watch your, watch I, your, I, I actually would, would, would love to have a sit down conversation with Anderson Cooper. Hell yeah. No, Bring him on. It'll be extremely entertaining to say the least. My conversations with him were pretty entertaining already, but, but uh, again, there's this duplicity here. There's this hypocrisy here because again, they're playing by different rules. I, I think that, you know, the independent community is being micromanaged to the point of absurdity. There's, there's these rules and there's these uh, unspoken rules. We, we don't know the exact circumstances. But but where do you draw the line when talking about documented specific cases and stories about actual victims that need to be heard? I mean, imagine being this girl or this father already. Uh, we can't even get into the details here, but but there is allegations of, of cover up already happening. Now, this is happening on top of that. Imagine being such a victim to the point where your story can't even get out there to the general public. No one should even hear your story. That, to me, is this, even the bigger crime here. Th- this is this like the, it's look, it sounds Soviet. I, I, I have uh, a friend of mine that I've known for years that I've hung out with in various countries who's from Ukraine. And these are the stories that I would hear. About, you know, when you, when, when, to be fair, like the Soviet Union collapsed when we were kids, but to be like, oh yeah, this is what, this is what my parents warned me about. This is what they said, how it started, and this is what they were scared of. It's things like this. Certain things aren't allowed to be talked about. 
Just like the story itself can't be talked about. The concerns of the parents can't be talked it's about. It's weird because it's YouTube is kind of like a common space now because it's supposedly it's still a private company, it's but like it's a common like, carrier. It's like yeah. going out in the street and the, talking in the middle of the road with it, your friend. In, in Poland, information against the state was criminalized. If you gave out flyers and pamphlets that were went against the state, went against the commies, uh, you would get jail time. You would get put into the prison camps. Some people would get tortured for simply just expressing political ideas. And I think this is not, we're not at that level yet, but we're at a moment where it could be a very easy, slippery slope. And also, when I mean parking lots with Anderson Cooper, uh, don't get ideas like Dirty Minded Jack here. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you can heck? see the what, videos. What, you can see the videos on YouTube.com forward slash We Are Change. What he means we are change. Anderson, Anderson Cooper. Cooper. We Are Change Anderson what, Cooper. You'll see the videos what, maybe if they come up. What he means is, where were we? At the DNC? or was it This the, was a number of times. I talked to Anderson <laughs> and, Cooper and a number I'm of times. I'm with Luke, and Anderson Cooper's walking around. I was like, oh, hey, it looks Anderson Cooper. And then Luke runs up and goes... Why did you intern at the CIA? Do you, are you familiar with Project Mockingbird? And he was like, what are you talking <laughs> well, about? Well, yes, first of all. <laughs> well, he was all friendly. He was all cheery talking to everyone. I was like, hey, I came off nice. All right? I, didn't, I didn't come off that aggressive at first. Sure. I always kind of, you know, get there. Hi, Anderson. How are you doing? And then, you know, you got to get in there with some serious questions. You know, I think you, it's important. Your your example about in Poland and communist countries, you know, I'm obviously, I'm a free speech advocate. I'm not an advocate of tyranny. I'm not an advocate of, of communism. I'm going to get nailed on this later for being some uh -oh. sort of communist totalitarian now. Oh uh, but like, I at least understand the logic behind suppressing con uh, speech that criticizes the, the state that's in power. Like, that makes sense to me. It's like, we want to maintain our power over everybody. So, yeah, you can't say this. It's but a bad I, thing. but we It is a bad thing, but I understand the logic there. This I don't necessarily understand. We're well, talking about extreme, well, this is the slippery slope extreme minority cases here. I think the problem is I didn't see what Steve did that got him banned, and he might have been insulting people again. Like, And if he does it over and over well, again. Hold, hold, hold on, hold well, on, hold on, hold on. I've been in a group when, when like I or I see somebody get made fun of over and over and over, and then they start crying and then they feel like they can't be themselves and they go home and they yes. want to, they hit themselves in the face because they're so upset. okay okay like, now now let's talk about every single trump supporter who's been labeled huh. a, 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 a slack-jawed yokel who's been mocked and belittled endlessly on, ma on, on on mainstream tv and then they just say white men are not a minority group and i'm like i'm literally talking about the, the, like the viral uh, there's, there's a black woman who does these really great videos where she just rebuts all of these lies because there's an eclectic group of people who either voted for Trump or conservative who are just berated and insulted all day, every day. Yeah. And this is exactly what I said to Jack Dorsey. Why are you singling out one community for special protection and not any other? That's a good exactly. point. But, 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 but this is, that's what I was saying. He, he said, look, when it comes to the transgender community, there's a high suicide rate. So we're very, you know, we're very partial to that. And then I said, what about any other community with high rates of suicide? Like, like police, for instance, my understanding. Military. Military. Uh, no, they don't care. Now, now to be, fair, to be fair, to be fair, I'm pretty sure they do have a rule against disparaging veterans. No joke. Hmm. I don't know exactly how that works, but I'm pretty sure they don't enforce it. The internet is built off of insulting people. You look at the <laughs> algorithms, you look at Twitter, you look at Facebook. What do they promote? What do they put on their timeline that's carefully curated for you? Drama fighting always at the top the i think it's a part of a larger divide and conquer agenda but if you're going to start uh, policing insulting people that's another level of absurdity that there's no going back from and and jack you can understand the logic but understand this is the beginning of a lot more bigger problems don't attack me like i'm supporting it dude. Good <laughs> i don't but but i'm just trying to add another point to what you're saying yeah, that it begins with this kind of absurdity that you're questioning, I don't understand why they're doing. You're going to understand it once it ratchets up so and it comes to someone, a point where you go to jail for expressing a thought and an idea. Indeed, someone someone super chatted us just now. They said that Crowder did a skit 
about California women's prisons handing out condoms. Oh my! So so maybe 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 that I don't I don't know if for that's sure it. that's part of it. But but I don't know if he actually did that. I'm just saying someone's he's like a bee that. that refuses to stop stinging. Well, you know, if you know, you're going to go after him, that. you got to go after Dave Chappelle. No, you don't have and then to if go, you go after, after Dave Chappelle, Chappelle. You're going to go after Jimmy Kimmel. You know, and, and, and then Jimmy after Fallon Jimmy Kimmel, you go to Jimmy Kimmel. You, you have Chappelle to cancel a, everyone if by Dave these rules. Dave Chappelle YouTube channel and he kept making fun of a certain type of person. They Dave do. Chappelle does. That's uh, what Dave Chappelle does. He does it on like Netflix behind the scenes on a paywall. Yo, Netflix has a YouTube channel. These clips are all available on YouTube. But he doesn't. Steve goes on like every day and does this stuff with a holstered gun in his in his pocket. No, he doesn't. He's like all like. He's very ag- like a, an oppressive force. If that were true, Ian, they'd have given him a strike on every single video he did. Not Unfortunately, one. it's admins making decisions at will. It's not like a, a robot. I got to sit here and listen to the psychotic ramblings of MSNBC, Joy Reid, Rachel Maddow, the hate speech, the insults, the vile, disgusting behavior. And you know what? I get it. I'm an adult. Yet Crowder does one segment on a, on a news story, and maybe he was doing a skit regardless. Do I, what, what about when, when you get, uh, was it Jimmy Kimmel doing blackface? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they do all of these things, and, 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 and I think it's very, very obvious what this is. If you are outside of the controlled establishment narrative, yeah. you are fair game. Everyone else is fine. I think you made a good point that, <clears throat> that going hard on minorities is really cracked down on, but going hard on people that they think are majorities is fine. Well, as, as soon as America becomes the uh, white minority nation that everyone is is projecting, do you think that they're going to apply those same standards to white people? Depends on if they want to make them no, slaves the and persecute them or not. No. Ian, Who are they? Ian, like, Ian, the there's people no. on the mainstream media literally arguing that you can't be racist to white people mm. because of the way that they were born and that you could get away with whatever you want to get away with because they have privilege. That to me is, insane. It, exactly. But that is allowed. That is promoted. That is put in the algorithm. That is put in the rankings. That is showed to people far and wide with unfair privileges to multinational corporations that get the advantage over independent media. And still somehow independent media is kicking their butts still breathing for life and now they're going to be nitpicking on what you can and cannot say it's ridiculous if they're going to go after steven crowder like this go take down the netflix youtube channel for hosting dave Chappelle. go take down jimmy kimball go take all of them down and then maybe you could lecture us about what is rightfully to do about abuse and get the bullcrap out of here i'm sick of it and it's and it's ridiculous i don't give a damn what his name is he doesn't deserve me to even pronounce his name right i'm sick of him so i'm sick of him he's literally doing a song and dance and that's colbert but but they're Literally, yeah, they're literally. literally shilling to the point where they're spreading dangerous fake news about people lining up in a hospital not being able to get help because of poison control, ivermectin use, when Covington that's not true kids. at all. Bill exactly. Moore went after children. These, yeah. All these yeah. pundits went after kids. My, like, these are minors. Fine. You were not, you want to yeah, say just the, the one last point I want to make is like education is so important. And when I mean education, I mean the education industry. A lot of this stuff stems from 2011 Dear Colleague letter for Title IX where they made it so that all universities had to extinguish not just abuse, not just harassment, but people being made uncomfortable. So now it's been 10 years where these universities are forced to do this or lose their funding, where they set up bias response teams and secret hotlines to report on fellow students that said something that made you feel uncomfortable and those kids get sanctioned and there's no hearings and there's no trials and there's no, you know, representation and there's no accuse, you know, facing your accuser. It's been 10 years of institutionalizing that type of thought process and behavior and people who were seniors then are 32 year old now, they're executives 
executives at these corporations and they're driving the agenda because in 2011 they issued this thing a dear called dear colleague letter that changed college campuses and now here we are seeing the fruits of that 10 years later uh, free speech suppression and I'll, all these I'll things. go on YouTube and type bully fight sometimes or like bully revenge because I always there's some like fetish I have where I like seeing a kid that's getting bullied like turn it around and fight the bully and win yeah that's always been like good good for that kid but now there's a, a thing pops up and it says if you need the suicide hotline call this number if you type if you search for bully revenge on youtube there's like a, a hotline Weird. number that pops up that's new we got we got more news in the censorship field oh boy we got the story from daily mail instagram censors evolutionary biologist for posting a chart from transgender study by prominent science journal that showed biological men are stronger than biological women in a range of olympic sports evolutionary biologist colin wright had one of his Instagram posts removed for hate speech <laughs> and claims he was unable to appeal his review. Now, uh, for those that aren't familiar, Colin's actually been on this show. Yes. And he didn't post any hate speech. He posted science. Yep. So he basically was disparaging Fauci. That explains. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Not no. Even wait, Fauci. I'm sorry. Instagram is disparaging Fauci because Fauci is science. Oh, yeah. Right. right yeah, yeah. So that, that's how it works. I'm, I'm told. Yes. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So, so Instagram <laughs> hates science. All right. Colin Wright tweeted, Instagram took down one of my posts for violating their rules on hate speech. What was the thing I posted? A figure from Fond of Beatles and TL Exercises peer-reviewed paper showing male advantage in certain sports activity. They said, avoid losing access to your account in the future. This shows the chart. They said the chart was taken from a study published in Medicine and Sports, in Sports and Exercise, which tested if the International Olympic Committee's guidelines for transgender athletes eliminated the performance advantage male athletes, male athletes' bodies give them naturally. And as we can see, there is absolutely, according to the study, a male advantage. Although I'm not here to talk necessarily about the study, just the censorship. This is, this is, this is, this is, it's, it's crazy. Okay. They, they claim all this, the science agrees, the experts agree, and then they just eliminate anybody from social media who doesn't. So you've got these stories about vaccine mandates, and they're like, 97% of our workforce is vaccinated. Yeah, because you fired, you know, the <laughs> yeah. other, how many percentage of them? So if you have, if you have 100 people working at your company, and 60 of them get vaccinated, and then you fire, and then you fire a handful, and you're like, ah, see, let's say only 40 were not vaccinated, so you're 60, 40, then they fire the 40 people, and they say, we're 100% vaccinated. That's what's happening. They're, they're, they, they, I don't know. What, what, I, I are we not, say about are we not allowed to talk about the contents of that study? Probably not. We risk uh, no. getting getting cut Probably off not, but by we doing are. so. We are because so, this is this is insane. Look, I, this I, I, is this that is truly insane that you can't just say that a dude is stronger than a woman. Well, mm-hmm. that's a generalization. Not always because some women are stronger than men. So, but no the strongest is human. No one said measure, that, Ian. That's postmodernist you, talk. Well, this okay? is the point. We're this, talking about in general, and the science shows it. There is a very distinct difference. If you're talking about the extremes, the the strongest humans tend to be men. Tend to be yes. are exclusively. Are exclusively. It's not a hundred percent every time, yes, every is. way, all the time. You yeah, might wrong. have some aberrational human that happens to be a is female stronger than the strongest. You might. Man. The point is, Ian, you might. You've not. You've not actually looked at the bell curve research data on this stuff. I'm We've just saying it's not that times. it can never happen. That's the point. No, so, we, so when you look at uh, grip strength, for instance. Oh, here we go. We're going to get videos made about yeah. this. People, oh, absolutely. People always do response videos whenever we talk about grip strength. Oh, Why is this? I don't know because they think it's so it's like a foot fetish. So weird. <laughs> There's a scientific study we a went over on fetish. the show. And look, I'm, I'm going to stress this. Like, this is not meant to be disrespectful towards anybody. We're just trying to talk about science here. And if we if we get censored, so be it. The strongest the, the highest uh, um, uh, strength for grip strength among women is around the average for a man. 
in the bell curve for uh, jumping, jumping height distance, jumping height and distance, the highest end of the bell curve for men has no women anywhere near it. So, so when it comes to the strongest uh, jumping strength or grip strength, it is exclusively like the top percentile is male. Now, there are some high bell curve women as well who get very close to the top, but it is almost entirely. I mean, you look at the basket, look at the NBA. These guys are all, what, six, seven feet tall? Yeah. That, how many people on the planet are seven feet tall? It's not that many. And that means if there was a, there was a funny uh, post I saw that said, if you're over seven feet tall, you have a 13% chance of being in the NBA. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's for real. Because even if you're not that good, the height advantage is, is sought after for the NBA. So this means exclusively people, I, I will say, it's not exclusive for the NBA. Muggsy Bow is amazing, yeah, showing yeah. you that strength well, and perseverance and talent really does matter. A 42-inch vertical really helps with what? that as well, right? Dude you know? was amazing. He was amazing. amazing. He was Spud Webb as well, too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so this is just part of the whole trend of destroying masculinity and destroying uh, the idea of what a man is. And you just can't have science saying that men are stronger, so we have to eliminate that and suppress that. I think histriologically, men were genetically, we've just developed men, developed the, the, the snap strength power because they had to run and hunt and, and no, no, they kill. ran and hunted because they were bigger and stronger, yeah. bro. Yeah. And it's the, not like playing well, basketball. Well, actually, women, no, no, I think it comes from no, no, the women he, staying home to protect the child. Well, you're, 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 there's, we're both right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Look, <laughs> it, it wasn't like there were two completely gender neutral humans that one started hunting and then became bigger, or one no, was right, and and one wasn't bigger because it, it was hunting. Right, natural selection. Yes. Selected for those who are expendable. Yeah. Right. There's, there's, expendable. there's this really cool, there's this really like, uh, one last thing on this. There's yep. this, there's this, this meme that's been going around in the men's community and fitness community forever. It's like, there's an image of a long distance runner and an image of a sprinter. And, and they, people always use that to be like, this is why long distance running is bad for you. And this is why you should do sprinting. And people, people use that as a way to say that like sprinting is going to make you strong and powerful and long distance running is going to make you weak and frail. Actually, it's just that those body types are the ones that are most successful in those individual sports. The people who, yeah, there it is. The people who use that image to be like sprinting makes you powerful are the ones that are, are would also say that playing basketball makes you tall. It just does. It just yeah. is not logic, guys. I would slightly disagree with you on your previous, of course you on, would. on your previous statement <laughs> uh, when you said this is an attack on males. I think that this is an attack on women mm. because this predominantly affects women. And if you look at what's been happening socially, I think masculine men have been predominantly widely conquered already. And there still are a lot of outliers when it comes to women standing up for the family unit, standing mm. up for femininity, standing up for their true kind of energetic power that they have within themselves. Males, I think, have that completely wiped out in, in certain contexts. But uh, when you look at this policy and this kind of larger cultural shift, I think this is a directed, targeted attack against femininity and women. Uh, and uh, this is this is the, the kind of conflict that we're seeing unfold right now. I, I want to add, too, to the grip strength thing. I actually saw another really interesting <laughs> study that said grip strength correlating with uh, how much... Uh, um, with with uh, uh, with your heart, with heart strength and likelihood of like a heart attack or something. Okay. Yeah, apparently, as as your heart weakens, your grip strength diminishes. There's and a so there's a vein here, it. I think, that goes directly to your heart on your hand. It's part of why they put rings on that finger. There's mm. like a vein. I have heard I th- that. I'm you know sure what? I have true. this crazy theory that all of your veins are connected to your heart. I think no they way, are. dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's a crazy theory yeah. of Jacking mine. your intelligence. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I want to point out about if you had an ancient <laughs> if you had an ancient tribe of twenty men and twenty women, and then five of the men died, you're still going to be able to produce. 
50, 20 children well, we, per we, year. We, we've, we've talked about this the, uh, in, in Fallout, uh, the Fallout story. <laughs> uh, you got, you're familiar with Fallout, I imagine, right? The video game series. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, for those, those that aren't familiar, no, this is, this is good because people have – basically this is a fiction where, where humans have written about these ideas. Uh, Fallout, post-apocalyptic wasteland. The government builds a bunch of underground bunkers called vaults. One of the vaults was called Vault 69, where it was, I think it was 99 women and one man. And then there was another vault called, I think it was Vault 68, where it was 99 men and one oh, woman. Oh, that's not going to work. And <laughs> so, so they, At the they, end of the they, day, there was one man left. They write about this because uh, you know, the idea is if you have 100 men and 100 women and 99 men die, your civilization is fine. Yep. I mean, it's hurt. It's 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 your your culture, your your tribe, whatever is hurt, but it will survive because you can have ninety nine babies in nine months. And you, basically, the point of this is eh, maybe historically, in nine months in a week, men <laughs> were genetically like more disposable. They built a up these more strong than a week, a rest period, <laughs> right, exactly. like bodies that could handle like trauma in short term, and they would go and do dangerous things and get killed off. But it was okay because the, as long as you still had those twenty women, you could produce twenty children per year. Five of the women died. You can only produce 15 children per year. And that's, yeah, that's why you need to have big, strong, scary men to defend the women from big, strong, scary things. Mm-hmm. This is like where gender roles came from. Yes. This is, this is, it's very, very uh, utilitarian. It's just men were expendable and, uh, it's nature selected and for the men who are more likely to survive and the men who are more likely to survive were stronger we're and taller and faster. We're in a different world now where we don't have to fight bears anymore. So it's like, I think the consciousness is shifting and people that are is, starting to think of it differently, but it's incorrect. still, we're still genetically from what we were. We still have to fight bears. Uh, we just had a bear attack here. But we have guns now. Right. Um, what we have done is dramatically reduce the threat to, to, to the need to for humans. muscle. And so now what's happening, I think, is a natural consequence uh, of this is that we, na- uh, nature is now selecting uh, outside of the parameters of expendability or strength. Now, uh, well, how does that happen? Women are the ones that select. Women are the ones that select for strength and power. And, and perhaps the, the, the issue was the reason why these men didn't procreate was because they were weaker and they would die when yeah. they tried to fight a wolf or a bear. Yeah. And the stronger men survived and had the kids. Right. Now, it perhaps women make selections based on a, a large variety of factors, which right. doesn't include pure strength. Kill the bear, come back to the village, get all Have the kids. brides. Now it's there's no real bear fight for most people in cities, yeah. so it's. But psychologically, there is right. Psycholo- go to a bar, get drunk, have kids. <laughs> psychologically, though, there is still the need. The, there is still the need to be a protector, right? I agree. And, and I think that that's that's the more meta element of this is is protect and provide versus nurture and care. And I don't know that those elements are gone. Right. People like women seem to enjoy this is a very big generalization. Guys that can fix things now, like fix broken pipes. I hear a lot like I want a man that can go out there with a chainsaw and cut down a tree. But you do need muscle for that. It helps that be really strong. You can carry branches and break things that are more. The more that we automate hard labor, the more the more weaker men will survive to to uh, but those are weaker weaker in in physicality but you still have to be stronger mentally and you still have to protect and provide so it's a slightly modified but protect and provide is still a thing but it's more about getting money being funny now is a thing like it's different it's very different we're all doomed protecting protecting and providing is very different so you take a look at what's going with male feminists what does protect mean they're going to defend the woman and all of her political opinions. Right. And so they become male feminists and then provide. What does that mean? They're going to go work any job where they can stand. I can't boxes really, and get paid. And I those are the really. biggest creepers and predators out there, according to some statistics, according to some people's personal opinions. But also dating apps have had a huge effect on a lot of the kind of social interactions we have where the t- 
top 1% of males bag a lot of the women and the okay guy and the average guy are left uh, holding the bag with not many options for themselves when women get hit up uh, no matter what kind of scale there are on the 0 to 10 scale uh, they get thousands of messages no matter what so th- that also has a huge effect on socially what's happening right now and uh, overall there's been less marriages less relationships less people making kids in the western world and I think those consequences and those effects especially when you look at what's happening in China when they're trying to prioritize yeah, masculine they men yeah, they're they trying are. to prioritize families they're trying to prioritize uh, nationalism and, uh, and mythology yes. and heroes this is a completely different approach and throughout the generations we're going to see the consequences of those two different approaches and it's, it's gonna not going bad. to be good for the United it's States it's going to be bad this, this, is, this is really interesting because I wonder you know we talk about the fall of, uh, of, of ancient Rome and I'm wondering if something happens with, I guess you'd call it behavioral sync, where if a society becomes well-protected, well-fed, well-established, but can only grow so fast within the confines of that, does it, really to be, does it lead to behavioral sync? That was Ian. Yeah. Ian, what are you doing? <laughs> Did I show up on camera? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Yeah, crawling around on the ground there underneath the tail. I, mean, I got I confused there. Uh, female mate selection definitely has an impact on the overall, you know, sort of uh, statistical distribution of male attributes and strength and power and all these things. And, uh, I, you know, dude, I, I'm very sympathetic to this argument about uh, dating apps. Uh, as, as a tall, handsome, smart, successful guy, I certainly saw the other side of that Don't criticize yourself that of much. That, of that, of that <laughs> perspective. <laughs> modest also. But, Don't be that modest. But, but, but I, will, I will point out, though, that those trends were actually in place long before the uh, apps came along. The declining fertility rate, decline in yeah. marriage rates, increase in marriage age, etc. were well in place before those apps came about. It has exacerbated it. And, of course, is someone we're here we're talking about the way twitter and, and youtube and algorithms cha- change and shape the dialogue and our politics and how what we think about each other of course the same kind of algorithms are at work in these dating apps and are affecting the mating dating and mating markets and frankly uh it was my analysis and exploration into that phenomenon which has gotten me to where i am now 10 years later after my divorce in 2009 pulling on the same threads trying to figure this stuff out and here we are talking about these big meta issues safety is in my opinion the number one issue that is driving a lot of those of those things uh, getting married later on you know so 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 you mentioned protecting and providing as like a masculine role versus what was the other one nurturing nurturing and caring yeah. nurturing and caring as like the more feminine role and it used to be back in the day that you had a parent to watch the kids times change for a variety of reasons but ultimately i think it has to do with the sphere of safety that we've created and you can take a look at how that manifests now in the modern era with safe spaces with censorship with offense culture and victim culture we have become so incredibly safe that people have become soft wads of cookie dough that are terrified and, and, and victimized by stubbing their toe. I remember in, this. In, this well, sorry, just ultimately yeah. this. This selects for the uh, the biological success of historic of people who historically would not likely be. be yeah, be so kids. In, in school, I mean, think of it, elementary school on the playground, girls and boys playing. This is like my personal experience. I remember seeing this stuff. A boy would make fun of another boy. And start talking them down and saying, you're terrible, you're blah. And then other boys would start to laugh and stand around. And then the girls would flock to the kid that was making fun of the other kid as if he was becoming the, the protector of the, the whole, the herd. And they're like, this guy, because of, through his mean hierarchy or whatever he's doing is now creating a safe place for me to raise. Like he's going to protect us from, he's going to demean others to grow his strength. And that's like, Deeply ingrained in what I am. I, I, I think that's just part of the hierarchy of being animal. And now they're trying to algorize that out and oh, say, 
allegorize. That's a new one for me. Look, there's look, there's two things happening here. One, most men, I believe it might be most or at least close to a majority of men over time have not reproduced. Mm-hmm. And socially enforced monogamy is a way to solve for that problem. Then add in no uh, fault divorce and discouraging women from, you know, seeking out men who are protectors and providers and becoming protectors and providers themselves is exacerbating this problem. But it's also given us this contrast where we, we've moved out of the social, socially enforced monogamy into back the wild west, the state of nature when it comes to mating. And of course, not all guys are going to reproduce at this point. There's going to be a lot of guys left out. Socially enforced monogamy was a way to bring men into society, to give them a reason to live, well, a reason to build and create. Well, that's interesting. So uh, I, I think you're right. And I think if we combine these ideas, basically, there was a period where you typically wouldn't see, you know, weaker men as successful as, as you would say. I mean, physically. Right. And, and, and in fact, in, in many instances, mentally, right. because life was a lot harder and people didn't survive conflict. And if you couldn't make it. But now these people are doing well, really well. But you make a good well, point. They're also struggling on dating apps. The uh, the age of a male who is a virgin is getting higher and higher, meaning I, I think the last data was a few years ago. Washington Post released a study that men under 30 were like a third of them yeah. were virgins. And so what we're seeing now with dating apps is that it's typically a small handful of men getting yeah. all of the women, which is like a reversion back to the state of nature. Yeah. nature and, yeah. and I think resources don't matter as much as they did before, especially in this ever-changing landscape sure. that is more influenced by social media and Hollywood. And I think a perfect representation of that is uh, Mr. Bill Gates. If you look at Mr. Bill Gates, there's stories and accusations of him having a very hard time getting women at his own company. So if you're talking about one of the richest people in the world at the time, even having that kind of trouble, uh, you know, going off, hanging and partying with Epstein, but that's another story there. But, 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 but a man with all the resources is having a hard time even even getting uh, a girlfriend uh, at Microsoft. Sure. So sure. and there's I, a bunch of Microsoft jokes we can make here. <laughs> but but I'm not, I, 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 I am above that. Thank you, Luke. Uh, I'm above that. Uh, not really, but at, at the uh, rest stop. You <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it is it is an ever changing dichotomy that is very interesting uh-huh. that I think is still changing and it's very hard to kind of classify even what's going we on. We are right now. in a crazy state of change. We are between two fixed points. We are in what we call a liminal period, right? Mm-hmm. We had a very fixed circumstance. You had cultural enforcement monogamy, no fault divorce. Everybody gets married. Everybody has a couple kids. Everybody works. That has dissipated. We're now back into a new sort of explosion. We don't know or implosion, and we don't know where it's going to settle. It's not looking good for the average guy. And what happens when the average guy is disgruntled, and then there's a lot of them? And I think China is facing that, facing look, you know, looking down the barrel at that. You know, traditionally, what do you do with your surplus men? You send them off to war, right? And they have a lot of surplus men in China. China. They have a yeah. huge uh, population disparity where, where literally, disparity. Met, disparity. you caught that too. Whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yesterday. You know yeah, what I'm saying. It. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple languages. Good thing we're not on the TV. I speak multiple languages. Okay. Just say in Polish. English was not my first language. Doesn't matter. Oh, I got it. Okay. I love now, now you're making fun of a minority. <laughs> yeah. Over here. I'm a person of color, according to Google. Exactly. So you better watch out, Jack. Um, <laughs> there's men literally c- competing for women 
on the streets in, in, in some cities in China trying to get one date with one girl. And they have entire competitions where their entire town comes out to see which man will get to date this single woman. So uh, on that kind of a level, this is all because of the kind of eugenics population control agenda that Rockefeller and Ted Turner pushed and promoted with China that made them have a one-child policy that prioritized specifically males being born and a lot of uh, baby girls were either uh, aborted or terminated or smuggled out of the country because culturally uh, in, in China the male takes care of the family and if you have a female and if you're only allowed one child you're not going to have someone that will take care of you so that made a huge th- I mean the sure. Rockefeller policy uh, on China the one child policy was absolutely uh, you know horrible to say when you least. combine that effect in China with and their history of like sending men to war with like spoons butter knives and sticks up against guys with machine guns they're and doing stuff. that in Pakistan that's what I'm saying dude the, Chi- the Chinese uh, I think I might be wrong on this but in the Korean War I do believe they stormed over the border with nothing but like sticks and oh, spoons wow. and butter knives and they went to fight and battle like that they are willing to do whatever they they can and if you're going to have surplus men in an imperialist environment with aspirations for growth and dominance I mean that's a that's an interesting situation for Taiwan. Well, for, for Especially all of us. during a weak presidency that literally does the opposite of what he's supposed to do during military conflict like he did in Afghanistan. So so are we looking at, you know, we talk about Thucydides' trap. We talk about just China's as a growing military power. But is the real reason war breaks out is because China looks at the U.S. and says, we got too many dudes. If we're stuck Send on them Earth. To the Thunderdome. If we're stuck on Earth. In. Well, it's not too many. It's just like, hey, look, what do we have to work with here? Oh, look at that. We got all these dudes. What could we do with them? They're useful. Space travel. That's the thing. If we're stuck in, uh, <laughs> this is why he is on the show. This dude. is why behavioral sync, and this is the reason behavioral sync went the way it did, is because they couldn't spread out. They were stuck in a, an enclosed space like we are on Earth. And if we keep growing like we're growing, and we're still stuck here, either these people that want to re- slow right, the population growth or war, I think, are the two inevitable. Um, People have been making this argument. But space travel. Space Saturn, Saturn, Mars. Yeah, let's start expanding. Although now imperial. It's cheap to do that, right? You just like a slingshot from down here. Yeah, you yes. can get a magnetic slingshot and then yeah. another reverse magnetic slingshot in the Martian orbit. So they ca- it slows it down and catches it and then sends it down on an elevator with a uh, graphene tether to uh, until somebody, see, until somebody from the outer rim comes and destroys it. I've been watching that show on Apple. Well, I read the books. What if the policy was in, instead of the one child policy, it was the one child to a second, one child, second astronaut policy. So after your one first kid, the second kid was was going to go in the astronaut program, and we're like, we got a kid, send him to Mars, colonize. Amazing, dude. They're raised in space. You send your second kid up into orbit to have him be raised if up in orbit. If you're going to spend like $100 million to send somebody into space, you don't want it to be like the knucklehead of your family that didn't have any That's other the options. problem is it's too expensive. That's why the space elevator is fascinating yeah, but, it's too but expensive with it's, rocketry. It's, there's two ways you can look at it, quantity or quali- uh, quality. And right. quality would be like, let's get 10 great astronauts and send them up there to build this. Or you can be like, or a hundred dumb ones. <laughs> and like, if each of them only does 10% output, you know, they won't, you if know, they make it a week, they make it, <laughs> but you know, you send enough of them up there and they're going to colonize. By the, by the way, I am never going into space. I'm not either. Really? Ever. Never. Ever. What about orbit? I might do what, uh, Shatner just did, yeah. but I'm definitely not going to Mars. I'm definitely not going out there and being trapped in a tin can in the middle yes. of a cold, dark with, void. With the no, current, no. uh, with the current setup, like with the current, um, environment. You right. If it was like Tom Swift style where it was like a rotating cylinder, like a Elysium, right? Where it's like this, amazing earth-like a- 
atmosphere with like Millions trees and people. plants and lakes and stuff. May, maybe then. You diva. <laughs> what about on a spaceship in orbit just to float for a while? No, no, no. no hold on there a minute. Hold I on got there. a comfy me, bed for that. Let me ask you something though. So, uh, <laughs> the colonists who were, who were leaving the comfort of their, of their countries where they had, you know, a system in place and economy said, I'm going to get on this boat. It's going to take me three months to maybe get to a place I've never seen before, but people tell me sounds good. A lot of people are going to die on the boat from various illnesses, diseases, scurvy is going to affect them really bad. And then if they make it, they're landing on the shore where there's nothing. Right. Barren land. And they were like, yo, sounds good. Right. Well, A, how bad was life? B, that's, but that's like the, the promise of a potential paradise. And don't forget that many of the people that made that journey were looking for a new Zion. They were American Zionists looking to create God's paradise on earth. And they weren't going to do it in established civilized Europe. They had to go do it in the wilderness of North America. Now, look, dude, if you're trying to tell me that, like, I understand that the process of being in a spaceship going to Mars, terrible. The process of being on a boat sailing to the new world, also terrible. Landing on Mars, terrible. (laughs) Landing in the new world, ah, paradise. Everything you want. What was paradise about it? There were animals and trees and lakes and rivers and resources Mm. and food. I mean, I know they didn't figure it out right away, but there's plenty of food and game and all these things and a huge expanse. Uh, Yeah, no, space, red dust, voids, vacuums. I think they're just people that uh, got the explorer bug. Totes. I think I think there's still a lot on the uh, on the planet we need to explore. Well, well a lot of people were facing religious uh, prosecu- persecution, yeah, and and that's why a lot of them left. You under you got to understand, Europe, all the Trump supporters, uh, <laughs> persecution, exactly. Mars, Mars, yeah. There was plagues, there was diseases, there was war, Famine. there was there was yeah, there was Ireland. lack of food. So anything other than that was 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 better for a lot of people. That's why they took the well, risk of right. going overseas. And think about it too. Once it was established here, why do people immigrate to the United States? Because it's better. Immigrating to Mars yeah, is but, worse. But, but look, How do you this know? Is, this, is what, this is what bugs me. Have you been to Mars? Let me, let me tell you. I, I, saw, I saw that uh, Total Recall. When I, when I was like 18, <laughs> we media got hard, propaganda. When I, listen, when I was like 18, we had hard winters in Chicago, so you can't skate very much in the winter. It sucks. That means everybody knows like you get rusty, you get tired, you get out of shape. And so we knew some people who had a private warehouse with a mini ramp in it to skate on. And I was like, guys, we need to do this too. We need to have our own indoor space. If we all pitch in a hundred bucks right now, we got it. Tim, the and original you know what, communist. You know what they, uh, they all said to me? Do it. And then once you have it, I'll think about joining. Yeah. And I said, the only way we get it is if we work together right now to do it. And they said, nah. And then they did nothing all winter and sat around just getting fat and lazy. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't stand that. Yo, if you if you want to find a new place or a new world, I'm saying I'm not saying it's you. I'm saying for the people who do, <laughs> you can go to Mars and put in the work. Don't well, expect someone else. I'm talking with immigration. Yeah, yeah they don't want to come here now because yeah. a bunch of people risked life and limb totally. to cross an ocean. Many, I think it was like 20 percent of people on boats died. Yeah. They finally get here, and there was conflict, and there was crisis, and there was some bad BS that went down. A lot of it, mind you. And then they built a civilization. And now it's so beautiful, everybody's like, I want to go there. And I'm going to, and screw their laws, screw their rules. I'm going to go take whatever I want. No, do the work, put in the work, earn your keep, help keep the system that you want so badly to keep functioning. Tim, uh, universal health care right here. Earn your keep. I'm, I'm absolutely, this is the, this is the, this is the thing. I, I, I'm totally for universal health care. 
but not the way Bernie Sanders wants to do it. Yeah. And the other problem is you get a government that has control over your health care, and then all of a sudden they're they're doing vaccines by race, right. which is what they tried doing. Right. So anyway, I digress. Yeah, I think people that should, we need people, to, be, people should be explorers, maybe pioneers. We can resettle the American interior. There is Alaska. so much to do there. There's let's, so many places. To let's go. go settle Alaska. Yes. And I think at this point, it's not only cool but like inevitably necessary if we want to avoid war to expand into space i know it seems like a daunting task to terraform mars but we can do it we could terraform we could add set up civilizations on the moon you know there are ways if you if you really take time out of the equation we have to send massive cargo payloads so just over the over the span of several years so that when we finally send the first team they show up with like 20 years worth of food and fuel and, and building materials and then they can build biospheres and uh, domes and stuff like that. But ultimately, I'm not. I'm not convinced Mars colonization is a real thing. I don't think so either. By the time Europa. by the time we can terraform Mars, we could just fix any climate issues here. Terraform wherever. Yeah, we want. yeah, we'll be terraforming here. all. Mars of it has at the same no time. magnetosphere. No it's magnetosphere. Like a week, it has a weak right. one. So it means right, I can't right, use my one. compass. Sorry, guys. It looks like the, the. It means you'll get bombarded by radiation and solar particles, mm. and then you'll just it, not enjoy oh, it. Again, this is why no one has gone it, yeah. past the Van Allen, the Van, what is it? The, Van Allen belt? The Van Allen no, belt. No, I don't think right. that's true because we went to the moon. Did we, though? Just kidding. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> Maybe. Crap. I don't know about yeah. that. Crap. I'm just kidding. I take, I take all <laughs> that. I think Stanley Kubrick didn't make art about it as well, but apparently we did go to the moon, too. Yeah. <laughs> but why haven't we been back, dog? I think it was just because, expensive because and not getting anything out of it. Yeah. This one's always crazy to me. It's like, how did we get to the moon? Dude, we literally built a rocket. We had we have tons of rockets. Rockets are not hard. And then you just do basic math for like how to get there. Why haven't we gone back? Because we didn't get anything from doing it other than wagging our finger at Russians. True. We don't have no, that. No. There's a lot of military capabilities on being on the no, moon. No, Sure, you know? sure, sure. And China's looking at going back on the moon to launch uh, military installations there. Oh, so I'm with that? Jack on this one. I agree. Oh, my God. Uh, I can't Mark believe this is happening. High five. We, <laughs> we actually agreed on something. <laughs> Probably underground you'll want to colonize on the moon. Yeah. Get, so you can avoid that. Like make it a Death Star. That you know? vacuum. Like build a gigantic ion, you know, cannon or laser beam. It looks like the crater. It looks like a small moon. It looked like Mars, Mar, uh, Mars was ripped open at some point. There's that big scar, and that a bunch of its core came out onto the surface, and then all that iron core came down as iron oxide dust. So you have all that red dust, mm. and that's why the magnetosphere has been weakened because it's missing a lot of that iron that was in the middle. So we've either reintroduced the iron into the core, or try and I don't know. You, you know, know what they say? We can nuke the cores and jumpstart. You know what they say about real estate. Location, location, Dude, location. And the people and Mars that, sounds like a terrible the location. The people that came look, to the U.S. Look, first look. Are, are the now the, the great ancestors of the landowners and all these rich people. They, right, right. So so actually, I think this is the – look, we can talk all day about iron oxide and cores and all that stuff. But I think the real issue that I wanted to bring up is oh, is yeah. that is that pioneer spirit still within our hearts? Yeah, I think, I think it is. And you find it in the entrepreneurial spirit in the United States. But people but building and people, creating and inventing and exploring new technological frontiers. But they did that in, in London. You know, they had a big city. They had universities. I mean, they had science and math and industry. Bezos and Musk are a good example of No, but where, where, where are the people oh, uh, to Jam- be like- James Cameron. James Cameron with the submarine and all that. That's but I'm talking explore. about building cities. Yeah. Like, all we have are cities in decay. Where's anyone to be like, I have just bought land and I have staked my claim Wasn't and now we're... I think there's a, I think that, I think that oh, happens yeah, more, that more company, than we Texas? Yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. see that, that company that city. wants to do the weird city of like leftists, utopia, whatever? No, I have not. We got, we got How are you it? going to criticize the lack of the pioneer spirit and the first example someone gives you, you're like, those weirdos. <laughs> the no, you got to celebrate them. The, 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 super weird. I'll tell you this, if all the woke people want to go into their own private city, like, yeah, it's fantastic. They have it. It's called Washington. 
Washington DC. We got, we got, we, 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 we just sealed the deal on, on for Domestine. Oh, there you go. We officially Fantastic. got it. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to put up our own little street names. Do and it. And we're going to start building stuff out and just, you know, we, we want to get an FFL. Luke's adamant about, you know, a thousand yard range. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Come on. No, we, can. <laughs> we, we can, but I think we shouldn't. It's extremely difficult considering, like, we're not in the middle of nowhere, nowhere. It's a big property. But if we're going to be setting up Freedomistan, meaning we got to have a lot of facilities and buildings, then I don't think we can allocate, you know, nothing's, nothing's impossible. It looks like the Chinese are building we'll islands. We'll Time out. and money. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, figure yeah. it out. Building islands is Well, well I'll tell you this. So colonization far. is happening, and it's China. And it's, and, and it's happening for a lot of the same reasons. It's overcrowded. People want to find a, a better place to live. So a lot of Chinese citizens are, are going out to other countries and setting up and expanding. So I, 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 uh, I think we were talking about this with Africa, with South America. We've talked about it quite a bit. It's not like a militaristic uh, operation. It's just literally someone in China being like, it's crowded. I want work. Hey, here's an opportunity. There's a company that's hiring in this country that's building bridges or, or, or selling oil or something. So they move out there with their families. And then you end up getting these pockets of Chinese nationals living in all these yeah, different places. I, I, I that's remember a testament to the American power I, where people aren't trying – sorry, where people no. aren't doing that. I remember right. being in, here. in Kenya, Zimbabwe, and Somalia, and I was astonished at, at how many Chinese people I saw all over the place running around there. And I had a lot of local Africans being like, this is... This is the new wave of imperialism. They are the new colonizers. The Chinese have come in and they're taking over uh, resources. They're taking over infrastructure. And uh, they're also building a lot of infrastructure there. So Ports and harbors all over the place. And by the way, some of the best Chinese food I ever had was in Ecuador. What do you know? Weird. <laughs> but what kind of Chinese food was it? Szechuan. Was it like it was like real like you know like diced chicken with rice or whatever? And the I spices mean, and I've never been to China except for Hong Kong, so I can't really tell you. But uh, it was pretty good. I had a, I, had a, I, I got a funny life lesson for people. You know what? Uh, I went to Thailand, and I'm with uh, this guy I was working with, with Vice, and he, I was like, I want to eat real Thai food. And he was like, Oh, you want to eat real Thai food, right? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, real stuff. None of that Americanized, heavily sugared and fat stuff. He's like, You want to eat like the real Thai people? I'm like, Yes. He's like, Come with me. And we go down to this little, uh, this like a little like corner of a of a, a building on a block, like a residential area, and they've got these big shutters that have been opened, and there's a little kitchen, it looks like a regular old kitchen. And I walk in, and he orders in Thai. And you know what they come out with? Steam chicken, steam chicken and rice. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. Literally just steam chicken and rice. Yeah. And I started laughing. And he's like, what do you think people eat? Like, Americans are so spoiled. Everything's got sugar, fat, salt, spices. Regular people around the world, they're eating rice and meat. Dude, I went if, to they're lucky, if they're they, lucky. If they're lucky. They yeah. in, in South America, there's a saying that they have rice and beans for lunch and beans and rice for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that when I was down there. Yeah. Chicken, I went rice, to Brazil, and, beans basically and I everywhere. said the same thing to uh, to my Brazilian friend. I was like, I'm going to eat like a real Brazilian. And he's like, all right. And we went <laughs> we, and, and it was just it was just steak. Yeah. They give you they give you like two steaks and then everyone sits around it and you cut them and you yeah. take it with rice. But there is one thing they do. They sprinkle cornmeal on top. Oh, that was different. I think you're, what you're also arguing is just how what a wonderful bounty of authentic food that we have here in the United States. Thai authentic. food is, is like, yeah, it's very I mean, dude, you can get uh, papaya salad in Thailand on the street, which is one of my favorites. I love sticky that. rice on the street. Yeah, Well, and then that you can good. you just get it right here in the United States, too. I was in Thailand, too, man. I ate street food all the time. But, but what I mean is like. The, these like de- these are, like special meals that we think yeah. of, they're like oh yeah, like pho, like a like a yeah. Bowl when you of go pho. to these countries, for the most part, regular food is just regular food. It's yeah. not you know, it's not some fancy. Like I was like, I want pad thai. 
And he's like, okay, you know, it's kind of Well, what's regular thing. American food, dude? Uh, meat, meatloaf and mashed potatoes? Yeah. yeah. Burgers. Hot dogs. Instant mashed potatoes? Instant yeah. mashed potatoes. Yeah. I think, Canned I think, corn. I think, peas and steak with ma- mashed potato, peas and a steak or something? Murder burger? I don't know anybody who eats peas. Really? That yeah. was my favorite food as a you kid. You only peas? peas are nah. They sell them at stores. I, well, I just, I There's cans I, I, of them. I care not for the peas. Oh, they're a little sweet. <laughs> Cancel me now. Yes. It's good for babies. Do you guys remember that New York Times article where they said mix peas into your guacamole? And then there was like a revolt where the left and the right came together, like with that fist meme. Like, (laughs) no, (laughs) I try it. It Sounds not not bad. Sounds terrible. Mm. Murder burger. Are you a vegan? Hell no. Well, that's crazy. I don't understand what you meant by the murder burger. Okay, the Mickey D's. Oh yeah, gotcha. Well, I don't don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Basically, Pakistan. Pakistan is up on the map up there. Oh yeah, and we're talking about McDonald's in Ecuador. You mentioned World War Three. You mentioned China sending in their men to go fight with sticks and stones. They literally did that. They did that. Yeah. Can we talk about Kyrie Irving a little bit? Is that is that on the list? Kyrie, shut up and dribble. They say. Well, I don't know if you want to bring it up, Tam. But well, what about Kyrie? Some say well, he just came out and made a statement saying that he's not against the vaccine, he's against the mandates, and that he also wants to be a voice for the voiceless, and that he's making a, a, a uh, you know, that's what he said exactly. But what he's doing is he's making a stand on this issue. There's also a 26-year-old Atlanta Hawks basketball player named Brandon Goodwin, who's reporting that that according to his own personal experiences, it was the vaccine that ruined his NBA career, oh. and he's saying that he got uh, uh, blood clots, uh, fatigue, respiratory conditions. He got sick after the the vaccine, and, and he's blaming it on ending it his ending it his uh, basketball career, his professional sports career. Well, look, look, Luke. We this, don't know this, if that's true, but but that's I what he's saying. This, 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 this guy no. claiming he had this experience. Clearly, it's a dangerous conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just he his his theory about these things happening to himself certainly <laughs> are, are are not correct. Uh, no, look, sarcasm. Uh, what? Anecdotal at best. <laughs> so he apparently we have the story. Um, I I just googled it. I don't know what, what the source is. It just says former Atlanta Hawks guard Brandon Goodwin claims COVID nineteen vaccine ended his season. Goodwin left nothing up to the imagination to his Twitch audience recently. This is from uh, uh, just about a week and a half ago. Uh, the only thing I can really say is yo. Like, VAERS exists for a reason. The vaccine adverse event reporting system exists for a reason. And I just want to, I want to stress this point. Yeah, maybe he's telling the truth. But if you're vaccinating 330 million people and there's adverse events that being possible, then you're going to get these stories. We got to be careful not to take volume and, 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 and compare it with like, uh, proportionality. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to be. I, I can only yeah. say this. I agree. The vaccine mandates are wrong. And if you're getting stories like this and people are freaking out, people got to be told to, tr- to go to people they know and trust and be able to make decisions they for themselves. And if people want to assume risks in their life, that's their choice. For me, I don't smoke. I, ha- I hate smoke. I can't stand people smoking around me. If I go to a bar and people are smoking, I'll, spec- I'll go outside. I'll go somewhere else. I'm not yeah. going to be like, everyone here should stop smoking because I no. Well, there's definitely an interesting debate happening right now because you have a lot of sports commentators attacking Kyrie, uh, saying that he's, you know, an idiot, a loser, that he's stupid for doing this. Uh, but there's also, you know, the, the tale of, of Magic Johnson who, had HIV and there was a big discussion about even allowing him to play uh, in the NBA and there was people saying he shouldn't play he's at risk to other players we should ban him he shouldn't have the right to play in the NBA now I feel like people are making that argument especially with this claim with you know you know with with Kyrie Irving who's being denied 
the access to even play sports because of you know something that some medical professionals uh, estimate that there is low risk when it comes to professional athletes from even getting um, and and there's also the debate of you know if all the other players are are vaccinated well then uh, you know wouldn't it, it work why did why do we need to have him do it as well so that's the conversation that's happening online right now uh, and I think it's a very interesting one because it's going back and forth a traitor uh, uh, stupid guy and people are saying he's doing the right thing making a stand here for people who don't have a voice so I think it's I think it's a good decision. I support his decision to make his own personal decision, right? And people are talking about the money that he's giving up, but you know, it's useful to consider the money that he's already made, right? He's in a position of comfort uh, because of the work and energy and effort that he's put in and I don't begrudge him that whatsoever. Uh, but he does have the luxury of having this type of conscience that most Americans do not have. And uh, so that is the kind of person who could actually uh, take a risk and make a, make a statement and actually uh, make something positive happen. Whereas, you know, just a regular guy with a regular job and regular family, if he doesn't do it and he gets fired, that's not going to have political change. Kyrie sure. Urban, he's in position to do that. So I, I pulled up Brandon Goodwin, Wikipedia. It says Goodwin missed the 2021 NBA playoffs due to a respiratory condition. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, there are other NBA players speaking out against this. Um, whether you like them or dislike them, I know some people have different mixed feelings about Kyrie Irving. At least there's a conversation. Uh, at least there's a discussion here that wouldn't have happened. Uh, I think people are trying to dismiss this conversation, but I think being open to this conversation, to people's concerns, is something that will help everyone out in the long run. And I think that's why it's so imperative to, to talk through these issues. The, I, I, the irony here, sorry, Shannon Sharp, I think, was talking very uh, loudly about how Kyrie Urban should just basically shut up and play. Uh, but at the same time, uh, back in May of last year, when people were protesting because of George Floyd, you had people also saying, shut up and play. And so uh, there were people criticizing those who said that then who are now saying shut up and play. Now, it's very interesting how this issue is uh, actually crossing party lines. Uh, it, is, it is a bit different. I mean, the issue here is like Kyrie Irving can't play. There is no shut up and play. It's him literally being like, hey, guys, I can't play because of this. Well, sure. But LeBron, the, sh I think the it, shut I think up was, part is take the shot. It was uh, a uh, right. Uh, yeah. But th there's, a, there's a difference. LeBron could have just played the game, but he wanted to be political. Yeah. So I think it was Laura Ingram was that shut up and dribble. Is that she was the one who said it? Well, it was Shannon Sharp. I was talking oh, okay. about making this comparison and telling Kyrie Irving to just get the shot and go play. People are depending on your teammates are depending on you. Kyrie's so playing. On. He's not a mule. Kai, you can do whatever you want. You're the reason the Cavs won the first championship. Just kidding. That was a team game. You got a, <laughs> you got a sick layup, bro. And if you're going to have some time off, so first the team said he can't play home games if he doesn't get vaccinated, and yeah. now they say well, he can't participate. Now in he's practices. not going to be able to play at all yes. with the team. Yeah. So if you got time on your hands, bro, come on here. And you know what's funny is like when the LA County came out with their vax mandate, I didn't look into the details, but one could assume that performers were excluded, right? So I was thinking like you couldn't yeah. go to a Lakers game if you didn't have a vaccine, but are they going to require all the incoming players to get the vaccine? Of course not, because performers, politicians, etc. they all have exemptions from these vaccines. Well, not with not not in New York City, not with Kyrie Irving. Um and and it's really interesting to wait, see wait, how in, the, in New York City even the performers are required to be vaccinated. No, well, well, well players this is, are. The players are. Yeah, this even it's weird. Kind it's, of performing, you know, it's a type of performance. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it's it's very weird uh, that this is happening. A lot of people are saying that Kyrie should be traded to a team in Florida. Uh, uh-huh. So there's a lot of discussions about that. But there's also a lot of people just kind of taking cheap shots at him. And even though I don't kind of agree with his other previous political positions, um, you know, it, it's, it's okay. And I, I think his stand here is definitely worth noting because a lot of people in the mainstream media, a lot of people – try to dismiss it, try to act like there's this point of view that doesn't exist. It clearly does. It, it's here. And and I think ignoring it only makes it grow. But by addressing it, you, you could actually do the right thing here uh, and actually uh, be able to uh, you know talk things out in a way where it leads to less harm, more understanding, and it fixes a lot of the problems that we have in our current society. Yeah. So I believe there are other NBA players who have come out and said that they're not vaccinated because they have the antibodies. Bradley Beal, I think, in Washington that right, uh, was yeah. one of them as well. Uh, more people need to speak up, man. The antibodies from having the infection are something that we really need to address. Yeah, I, we, I, dis- I disagree. We talked about this quite a bit. Oh, It changes the argument from no mandates to mandates with exceptions. I see. So when you know when Rand Paul comes out and he's like natural antibodies are being you know lied about and Fauci lied, I'm like, why are you even discussing it? Who cares? You shouldn't be demanding people's papers. Indeed, indeed, I agree with that 100. percent But like, is it better to uh, just uh, deal with the vax mandate uh, in 100 percent capacity, uh, or have your binary position, or at least also try to chip away at the binary? Yeah, do if, both. If, if, <laughs> if we're standing on the line, shocked. If we're standing yeah, on the both. line, and the line is, do you accept yeah. the mandates or not? I say yeah. no, and yeah. you won't get me to cross that line. And apparently, yeah. a lot of Southwest pilots feel the same but way. But it's also yeah. it's worth mentioning that a vaccine against this is different than testing to not have it in your system because there have been evidence that people to get the vaccine can still get COVID. Evidence. There's a new study that on. just came out, Harvard study, that showed that the vaccine correlated with increased rates of transmission. I, where, where I treat Harvard? it all as evidence. Harvard. I, I'm not considering any of this stuff proof. I get this yeah. news and data and this and that. It's evidence to me, but there is evidence. Yeah. Um, I tweeted it today. I find it. Yeah. There's, just, there's a lot of medical going, studies. And, and, you know, it's also important to note here, just like, you know, some doctors that we talked about earlier were censored on Instagram. It's also important to note that there are medical professionals. There are doctors. There are studies that if you do talk about on social media, that they do take away your channel. They do take down videos. A lot of doctors, a lot of prominent medical professionals have had their accounts terminated. So there is this aspect of this as well. But there's, you know, actual science, which should be debated, which should be questioned, uh, that's being denied to a a lot of people and you know a lot of people say the science is settled well the science seems to be changing a lot i, I tweeted a video today on my twitter account on uh, at luke we are change and it's a music video and it's dr fauci saying 100 percent safe and effective 100 percent safe and effective and then you have all the media reports 100 percent regurgitating the same thing and then it goes to 99 98 97 96 literally all the way down to some media publications reporting 33% um, effective. So there's different media reports. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of distractions out there. But, you know, we have to understand here we're in a very fast-moving situation uh, that we still don't know the full long-term I, ramifications I, of. I'm going to disagree. It's it, it looks like an op-ed based on data, not a Harvard study that made a conclusion. Okay. But I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. I found that with a there, lot of these there, studies. Oh. There is Harvard data, but... I don't see a study other than just data charts, you know, breaking down. I've, from my experience, there are some studies that are are risky to bring up. But if you bring them up and have it's in the paper, the like, link, there's a link is in the first sentence. If you have legit debate like we can do, do on the show, if it's you in a room, it's hard to like break through the echo and then you might you might 
frame it in a way that's dangerous. But if you let are me, able let me, to have let me, a let me cogent read, debate, yeah, I'm going to read this headline. It says increases in COVID-19 are unrelated to levels of vaccination across 68 countries and 2,947 countries counties in the United States. Mm. I think if you dig in there, according to the article that I lo- linked to you. Man, I'm on the spot. I'm having to re-stud- re-examine. <laughs> exactly it's also important to note that we are not medical professionals. We are not right. medical doctors. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm, I'm like, if there's if there's a Harvard study saying that there's a correlation, I think it's the opposite, actually, Jack. This 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 study um, that I, that was linked to, it says increase in COVID are unrelated to levels of vaccination. Now that that is that that specifically literally means vaccines aren't causing or anyway related to an increase but it does show easy. that the increase is unrelated to vaccination which is strange because there should be a decrease yeah. i could see well, like- there's also some uh, interesting preliminary data when you look at case cases in singapore iceland israel and the united kingdom some of the places that had the highest vaccination rates uh and when you look at their case numbers there's a there's there's a correlation there that is not an easy one to talk about, and we have to tread lightly here because again, uh, you know, correlation does not prove causation, but but there is something going on here that I think we don't fully understand. So yet. the quote from the research says, in fact, the trend line suggests a marginally positive association, such that countries with higher percentage of population fully vaccinated have higher COVID nineteen cases per one million people. So one thing that makes me think is that not that the vaccine is causing the body to make it happen more, but that people are more confident because they've been vaccinated. So they're going to public yes. places. Not only There's that, many factors here. The symptoms are reduced. The symptoms are your first sign that you're sick and should self-quarantine. If you don't have symptoms, then you can go out. Well, it it, it it depends because there's also some places reporting that most of the people hospitalized are the people who did go through the procedure. So there's our again, uh, there are some preliminary reports. Uh, you guys got to do your own research. You got to talk to your medical professionals. You got to make up your own mind. We're not telling you guys what to do here. Uh, we're not the medical professionals. We're not the medical doctors. But there is a lot of outlining data out there that we have to kind of talk about in a roundabout way because it's a landmine sometimes. Um, and it's important not to jump to conclusions. It's important not to just, you know, go off one thing and say this is 100% the truth because, honestly, I don't think a lot of people know exactly what's happening here. Uh, and to say you're definitively understanding this, I think, is disingenuous the least. I say we talk about... Superman being gay. <laughs> Bisexual, Tim. That's a, that's a safer conversation. Yeah, always been or, the, you know, gay. the economy going down, uh, you no, know, no, energy I, I, supplies. I was talking about Superman because you were, you, you were talking a lot about masculinity, and I think you were saying the attack on masculinity. And so we actually have the story from NPR. Superman's son comes out as bisexual in a new comic. It's a big deal, sort of. Now, first, I will just say, in no uncertain terms, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> to be completely honest, I, I saw this and I was like, huh. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't affect my life. I'm not going to buy the comic. I don't care if someone made the comic. If you like the comic, that's all, by all means, and I hope you enjoy it. But I will tell you what was really funny. I tweeted, so there was a, a you know, a, a tweet about this, and I tweeted, Superman is gay. Like, as just like a point of observation. That was a great tweet. But I'm like, it, it didn't mean anything. I'm just like, I'm like, oh yeah, look at that, Superman is gay. And because he's kissing a guy, and, and, and the left got mad at me. And I was like, well, hold on. What did I say that was offensive? Like, it's literally a picture of Superman kissing a dude. He's bisexual. Yeah, I get that. LGB. But, like, but you know, like, I guess. is that? What they, but that's not why yeah. they were mad. Bisexual is not gay. They, that's probably why. They were no, mad because no, they, they interpreted gay as meaning bad. Right. Yeah. They didn't tweet at me, Tim, you're wrong. He's bisexual. Some did. The people who were mad, they were like, 
they were posting memes as if I was complaining about it, as if I was angry about yes, it. Yes, the perception of text. Man, there's very but, little but context. But why did they perceive me just pointing out he's kissing a guy and saying he's gay? It's why the, do they perceive the that as an attack? It's a different kind of cult worship. They think it, they have you elevated to a person that's going to aggravate in their mind, so they assume that that's what you're trying to do. I don't even do. do that. You have ma- you've funny. mastered that that genre of tweet, <laughs> I got to say. But what did I what, I I didn't even do any I, I honestly was not planning or thinking anything. <laughs> I saw the tweet and I was like, eh, Superman's gay." And I I tweeted it out. <laughs> I was like, "It's a statement of fact." Okay, well, maybe no. it's not he's bisexual. But it coming is fact, from but it's you, the wrong fact. Coming from you, you hardcore right-wing extremist Trump maga oh, psychopath, it. if you say anything is gay, you mean it's bad. Not that they're actually two men having right. sex. That's uh, that's how they perceive it. So let's, and you let's, know let's, that. So here, in fact, he's not bi either. You were wrong. Oh, he's, he's not. He's queer. Okay. Oh. They Jeez, say Louise. by now you've likely heard he's queer. That's now. more offensive to me. Superman, champion of the oppressed, the man of steel, the man of tomorrow, the last son of Krypton, the big blue boy scout, Mister Not a Bird nor Plain himself. Okay, that's all completely wrong. By the way, this is his son. Uh, queer all of a sudden. Uh, the, the, yeah, the son of Kal-El is not Kal-El, so please, guys, get your comic book stuff right. They say, we're not talking about the classic original Clark Kent, blah, blah, blah. We get it. It's his son, Jonathan Kent, whose precise backstory in the comics has been so ruthlessly pummeled by a series of reboots, retcons, space missions, time travel, and rapid aging as to render it so incomprehensible that it sends even diehards like me scurrying to the nearest wiki. Did you guys know that pink kryptonite turned Superman gay? What? What? Yeah. I thought kryptonite was green. There's a bunch of different colors of kryptonite. Oh. Yeah, the pink one turns him gay. I'm, I'm, that's just. Wait, from like the 50s comics? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Sounds like, sounds like a Pentagon bioweapon. Yeah. Um, that they talked about discussing and and implementing in Vietnam, but that's another story. Uh, I'm not going to go off that. Agent population pink deconstruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, Superman Wiki. Pink kryptonite is a type of kryptonite that seemingly turns Kryptonians homosexual. It is unknown what it would do to an already homosexual Kryptonian, (laughs) although one could assume it would render them heterosexual. Uh Or just gay. This type of kryptonite only made one appearance in the comics and was used as a satire of the plots of the Silver Age comic stories featuring some strange new form of kryptonite. That's obscenely offensive. Okay, so that's from new versions. That's not from the old versions. Uh, This is from Supergirl, number 79, Many Happy Returns. What year was this one? I I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I genuinely, I don't care about comic books. Yeah. But I understand why people do. You know, these are like uh, superheroes or icons that would, you know, Batman, for instance, inspire, inspire you to like, you know, Superman never kills the villain. He arrests them. And now I guess the, the, the is there a concern? I don't know what your opinion is on this. I don't know what your opinion on this is, Jack, about taking away the traditional masculine role. At once, I have the same reaction as you do, which is I don't care because I don't think comics are really that relevant. But I do know that there are a lot of people that read them and that the cultural influences are important. But at this point, man, it's just like the ocean is around us and the pot is boiling. And I really don't know. It didn't it didn't like look. It's like uh, if this was the first story that came out about the first thing that was doing this, maybe. But it's just like the million billion thing that we've heard. And so what I'm saying is maybe I'm capitulating, you know, a little bit. My sensitivity has been diminished to it. But, you know, honestly, it doesn't really bother me. But I do I do disagree with the the retconning, right? Like the rewriting of the stories. Make new characters. Yeah. And just make a new character. Right. Superman is Superman. His son. You, well, I guess. Are they going to set up the storyline where Clark Kent gets upset by this and they disowns the <laughs> disowns Superboy <laughs> or whatever? No, it would be like like uh, Superman is super accepting and then Lex <laughs> Luthor gets mad or something. Like you that. know, uh, I did. I did see an interesting critique where someone said that Superman has always been the progressive anyway. Right. Even even the original Superman 
uh, character, which I'm not familiar with. I don't remember the movies. I don't read the comics. But I do recall there was some instance in which he was like, we want to, you know, save everybody and help everybody achieve this and bring, you know, bring everybody up. And, you know, it was a very progressive sort of for, sort of mindset, I think. Culturally, I, I also think we're kind of defunct in many different ways because it's like we just keep repeating the same stories over and over again. And, and, and to your point, make a new those character. Are, are, yeah, make yeah, something new. Make something interesting. But also, uh, Scream is being redone. Uh, Home Alone is being redone. Uh, Yesterday, two of those trailers dropped. I mean, can't you think of new movies? I, I, here's how I imagine it. Mm. Imagine a table like this. And the DC Comics people are sitting there and they're like eyes half glazed over. And then they're just like, uh, look, guys, um, I got a, I got a masseuse waiting for me. Can we just do something? Oh, I, I know, I know. Um, Superman, but, but he's gay. Okay. All right, run with it. <laughs> Good. Good meeting everybody. Uh, stand up. And- Bisexual. Right, uh, even better. <laughs> but Luke, like, um, I hear what you're saying about queer, about about queer. rehashing is is boring and old. But there's only so many stories, and they usually involve archetypical situations in your life, like things that everybody goes through. There's coming of age stories. You have like 50 there's, genders. There's, there's, there's so the, many different options here that you could roll with. There's <laughs> meetings. On. There's meeting they the did, love of your it. life. They, no, they, they did this. Remember the Marvel comic where safe they had safe space. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, new uh, new mutants, and it, yeah. it crashed and burned. They pulled it. Yeah. Well, but but hold I, on. I was looking to get an original copy of it. I can't find it. Oh, that'd be awesome. I got to get it. Yeah. I'm going to finish send my, one. You guys can find it. Thought. Send one. I'm going to finish my thought. No. Uh, coming of age, meeting your girl, uh, having kids, getting divorced. Uh, getting your new job, having your parents die, having your spouse die. These are, these are stories that everyone can relate to. So there's always going to be stories about that over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, I will say, uh, my, I have a daughter and, you know, you know, crucify me for letting my daughter watch Disney, but I will tell you that Descendants is actually pretty good. The Descendants movie is about like the kids of the original Disney characters and they're all their hijinks. And, uh, you know, the, the music is good, man. There's a lot of uh, very crazy subliminal messaging in Disney movies. Um, we can't even talk about it here. I don't even want yeah, to get Walt into it. Yeah, Walt was apparently very It was the new the Warriors, occult. not yeah. the new Mutants. The new Warriors. The new Warriors. Thank yeah, you. they had Safe Space and Snowflake. Yeah. Oh, right. That, did that, was that, did that actually get released? Because no. I remember tweeting about that. I tweeted about the characters and all this stuff. New Warriors. Subscribe. To but this subscribe. is the new New Warriors. They're remaking the new Warriors here. And they, they ended up scrapping it because it was a little too SJW. Are you sure? Is this right? It's from what I heard about right here. Man, if you can get that, please do. It's 270 bucks. 270 bucks? Yeah, that's pretty pricey. Whoa! There it is. Wait, no, 10 bucks. Okay. (laughs) Probably get like five of those. Wow. Price anchoring like crazy. What a, wait, wait, I can order a thousand. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) You know, my thoughts on this are that creative expression, you can do whatever you want with creativity. I don't know why these particular people are in control of the Superman franchise right now. I, I, I have to buy 25, apparently. It's a bulk okay, bookstore. Definitely do it. Um, Minimum orders 25. I hope, I hope they Everyone don't make... Everyone gets one in the house. I, I hope they don't make sexuality the topic of the Superman comic, because it's never been the purpose of Superman. His sexuality was never the spotlight. But if people feel that being bisexual, queer, gay, or whatever... Makes there was it, makes a sexuality, love story. There's a love story, but that wasn't the... His sexuality wasn't part of it. It was about the love between Lois and Clark. And right, maybe he that's was true for this comic. That was his heteronormativity, and bro. And maybe oh, someone's maybe. taking a picture of him kissing a man out of context and making it a bigger deal than it is. Maybe the comic, it's not big, a big part of the plot. He just loves this yeah, guy. That's so point. let's find out. But I, 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 and I, I maybe it's a bigger deal than I realized for the queer 
people that that is a big plot part of the plot of being alive and being real and that what, what, what actually i take offense to and are, hopefully we don't get banned for this but like I, I like queer is a political perspective now queer means to del- you can be straight and be queer I didn't know this. I'm learning this, but queer. And actually, this is one where of those, are you this, learning this, this you're, stuff, you're, Jack? You're, you're, you're technically wrong. <laughs> this, that, that's one of those pit traps where you're offensive no matter what you say about it. Oh well, of course I'm like being, women. Of, yeah, yeah, of course it's offensive. But like my point is that to be queer is now a political position, no, no, no. which means to blur boundaries on purpose. But but it's not acceptable. Like like the, the the use of the term is acceptable, not acceptable at the same time. Well, right. I'm not using it derogatorily. No, 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 no. In any context, like that. that so women you can't you can't say queer. Well, I think yeah, you can. No. It's LGBTQ. Why? It's right in there. You can't say that. No, what I'm saying is the sexual... way you're describing it as a political thing, yeah. and you can be straight but be queer, that's not true. It's one of those things where you'll see some people say it, and then as soon as someone else says it, it's offensive, and you get banned for it. Oh. You know, the so prom- like, like Wimixen, for instance, was uh, W-O-M-X-N, mm-hmm. you know, women, but they say Wimixen. And then they said, this is the new inclusive term. And then immediately the, the organization that was using it started getting canceled and attacked. And then you have, you have actively at the same time, the word we're mixing is both simultaneously inoffensive, oh. offensive, and the appropriate term. Right. Right. Which means no matter what you say, they will come after you. And then they will wage a campaign against you. That when it comes to cancel culture, there's no logic for the most part. It's what can I do to mm. get this person hurt? Mm. And so they've created circumstances where no matter well, you what say, you I'm say. I'm falling into a trap there. It's a trap. It's okay, a trap. but but there are kids, teenagers, who identify as queer, who are attracted to people of the opposite sex, and who also believe that they are the gender matching the sexuality that they were assigned at their birth. Wow! It, and 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 there's I can't no there, I said all that. and there's no way for you to properly address it without getting banned. Well, then I I'm not addressing woke it. woke pit traps. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look at Crowder. That's what we're talking about. Stephen Crowder gets gets nuked for talking about a news story. These are treacherous times we live in, my friend. But this is why we set up TimCast.com because, at the very Indeed. least, you know that's that's the way I put it. When it comes to like New York and the and the, and the vaccine mandate stuff, if there was a business that had a speakeasy in the back that was operating, saying, you know, yeah, 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 go in the back, and we're not mandating whatever, I'd be like, they're clearly in opposition. They're clearly standing yeah. up against it, or they could sell ownership. They can be like buy one share of the company. You can do whatever you want on the property. There you go. That could work. So you got to have we got we got to have a space, a backup space. But I don't, I don't know, man. There's 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 simultaneously reasons to be optimistic, reasons reasons to be pessimistic. You see, there was a story about the Republicans flipping a, a Democratic stronghold seat in Iowa. Yeah, I saw that. Moving one step closer to taking control of many different uh, legislative bodies in the different states, and with Joe Biden's failing approval rating, we also have uh, uh, an organ- two organizations that raise money for state level Republicans. Record fundraising. Kevin McCarthy record fundraising, like sixty million bucks. So I mean, I think those are good indications of a red wave. That could be optimistic if Republicans did anything. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just kind of like, yeah, good for them, I guess. But what are we going to get out of it? We're talking about 2022 all of a sudden? All of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Well, I'm, I'm just talking about like, you know, seeing all the censorship and having, you know, the private website set up. Should I be optimistic that we're going to pull through and we're going we're gonna to be able to have these conversations and continue to be honest and open? 100%, or, man. Or are we going to lose it? And I think a red wave... At the very least, is a is a, is a, is a bump in the road. Yeah, I don't think the politics matter about censorship because the, the corporations are in kind of in control, and you, you got to speak their language. You got to speak people's language in general. People that work at all echelons of corporations. I think like Polish, like Polish. Luke speaks Polish. Like Spanish, French. 
in English. I think that it's typical or at least not unusual to have a change in the congressional control mid-year elections, so I wouldn't be surprised by that happening. I would love to have an what open conversation do? about LGBTQ on the after show, <coughs> on the show with people from different, you know, sexual gender um, feelings and, and lifestyles. I think it would be incredible. It would be good for society. People are a lot more similar than we realize, than even I realize. I was at a, a, a farm store. We got these little alpacas. You see a little little alpaca? Can you? Do you have alpaca cam ready? Look at that yeah. little guy. So they make these. Oh uh, the little alpaca scarves are made from alpaca. And I was talking to these fine uh, folks, and this is in Loudoun County. And is that they, with an X? And they, what? Is that with an X? Loudoun? No, folks. Folks. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. But they were just like, they're regular people. They're like not super political. But I was like, you guys know who James O'Keefe is? And they're both like, oh, yeah, of course. Oh, man. You know, my, my brother-in-law wouldn't shut up about him. We're big fans. And I was like, wow. These are just regular people, you know. They're not super into politics. They didn't know who I was or anything, but they had heard of James. They knew about what's going on. And I think regular people, moderate independent types, are very much not in line with the, with the, with the establishment right now. Oh, I agree with that 100%. And I think that this the, the fight as uh, em- embodied in Loudoun County about uh, CRT and school districts and all the things following on from there are like the, the number one red pill distribution mechanism in America – Wokeism coming to your five, you know five year old classroom, people who aren't online, who aren't you know following the establishment, whatever. All of a sudden they wake up and they have to deal with these issues uh, with their kids in grade school, and that that brings them into the conversation. Yeah, what bothers me is outside forces trying to twist the narrative when where it's coming from. Like, why inflame tensions between Americans? Why? Who would? Why would someone do that? I, why do you why who would sow chaos and dissent among, among the American citizens beings? of Earth? Yeah, in general, why would you? That's so weird. It's why so does the cow being, torture its prey? Are you being sarcastic and facetious? No, I'm, it's just it's a rhetorical question. Like I know that there are reasons of it, but so they can continue to extract resources from us. Resources meaning what exactly? Money, time, energy, capital, everything. It's like the Matrix, right? Why the little the batteries inside of the Matrix. I love that question. Why does the cat torture its prey? Why? It's it's in its genetics because it likes to watch it struggle. What or some is it, creatures are just inherently evil. Mm. You think cats are evil? I don't think being a predator some is naturally them, yeah. evil. My dog just like kills squirrels and possums and rats and chipmunks and whatever, and then she still comes back and cuddles and is nice to my kids. So I don't know. Is she evil for that? No, I, I think guy. there is something different. I am a dog about, guy. I think Me there's too. something That's different my dog. about. Hmm? I well, thought you were talking about your cat. No, I'm talking about my dog, okay. dude. I, I, I got a, I got a, a quick person. correction. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. We could go. The Crowder email was actually about a video from September 30th, I think. Wicked. About some a, a similar issue, not the most recent one he did. Oh. But the email is from today. So I had the date on it. I assumed it was like them directly responding based on the conversation I was having. But I believe it was the video itself is actually older, the Alex Jones one. So <laughs> That makes sense. That was a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. But oh, why that one? That one? Like, I watched I that video. Was there anything in it you noticed? Nothing stood out, no. You see? You see? All of a sudden, Ian's like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> wait, it wasn't actually about the skit of handing out condoms in an all-women's prison? Maybe. Maybe. maybe it's I don't it's know. probably compounding. 
because mm-hmm. they were like, it's multiple times you've put people at odds or whatever. Yeah, well, good. how about we go to Super Chats, everybody? If you haven't already, Super Chats. smash me, that like button. Me and Luke are actually going to fight. We could do like a little uh, scrimmage. Scrimmage. Yeah, he called scrimmage. me, called me a cat guy. I don't know <laughs> that I've ever been more insulted <laughs> in my life. All right, everybody. We're going to uh, get to those Super Chats. So make sure you go to TimCast.com, become a member. We're going to have a members-only segment coming up later on, usually around 11 or so p.m. Let's read what we got. All right, we got next pack saying paid for by Shiba Inu. Love you guys. I listen to your news every day. Tim, Tim keep up the truth. Thank you for the big old super chat Thank and you. Shiba Inu coin. Shibas. Interesting. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan necessarily, but I read about it and I think it's it is interesting. The, the Shiba goal, I guess, is to be the Doge coin of Ethereum chain. Oh my, oh my God. So the the most useless token on the Ethereum chain, basically. But uh, actually, I, I, I don't dis- I, I, I disagree. Most popular I think meme coin. Meme coin popularity means a functioning viable opportunity. A coin that's you, you could have the best coin in the world, the best utility token. If nobody uses it, it's worthless. You can get a functioning crypto that becomes popular and then start building things on, on it. It's true. Yep. It's also a pump and dump scheme. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm not. I'm not a big fan of yeah. people being like, "Hey, look at this coin." All right, let's see. What we got here. Herp Derp says Tim Pool Trucker here. The trucker shortage has been going on for years. What we're seeing now is a distribution center employee shortage. Trucks are backed up for miles just waiting to get loaded. Whoa. Yeah, there's uh, headlines in today's uh, news cycle that Biden is going to save Christmas. That's like saying a lunatic saved someone after he stopped stabbing <laughs> uh, them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, the, 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 it's, it's so freaking crazy. Biden's going to save Christmas. Are you I kidding me? I listened to NPR on the way. Oh, I listened to two things on the way up here today. I'm about an hour away. I listened to NPR and then I listened to, uh, my boy Jack Posobiec on human yeah. events, human events daily. I love his motto. Uh, be, be brief, be good and be gone or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Really yeah. Short. Yeah. So, uh, in both in both circumstances, they were talking about how Biden Biden has now quote negotiated with the longshoremen to work twenty four seven you know to to get them to unload all these shipping containers to solve the problem, solve the problem. Way he to he go, literally Joe told Biden. them they need to work more. He was like, "Hey, right. FedEx, UPS, yeah. work more. Just work more. That's his solution." Yeah. <laughs> Why Are you frustrated with President yeah. Joe Biden? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. We got we got a important one here. Uh-oh. Tacitus Spankmore says, oh, boy. Jack, you're skipping New York City due to the vax mandate, but King County, Washington, Seattle, and the 30, 40-mile radius has vax mandate starting in two weeks. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're contemplating pulling the plug on Seattle for that. Definitely do it. Yeah. Wow. I hate to, I hate want. to say it. I want to come to Seattle. I I, I love the the geography uh, yeah. and some of the people I met there were or amazing, do but. a civil disobedience picnic outside of that venue like they're doing all over Europe. All over Europe, there's people when they implement these vax passports that are saying we're just going to go outside and eat the food outside. Yeah, totally. Except our yeah. plan to go was like in the middle of winter. So get a jacket. So where where but it's okay. winter in Seattle is means means. You think rain. George Washington complained about the cold? Jack, George Washington <laughs> also implemented vaccine mandates, so I don't know what you're talking about, bro. That's right, an interesting Nina. example to pull up right there. Uh, we, got, we got an important one from Miss Mary. She says, just commenting so Tim knows he does have female listeners. Oh. I want to know more about that skin pigment stuff you had on the Cast Castle video. 
So in the vlog, we got a package of Biotrust samples, and one of them was like, I think it's called like Angel's Beauty or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. And they were like, would you be interested in shouting this out? And I was just like, I don't know if it would be sincere, like if I could, as a dude who doesn't use this stuff, like actually promote this. Jack it. would be perfect for it. Jack, <laughs> if you're looking for a sponsorship. We could get like headgear and spar a little bit. I'm down. I'm looking fun. for a paintball party. Well, so, so anyway, in the oh, vlog. paintball games. Yeah. In the I'm vlog, I, I said, I'm not sure that like our mostly male audience is going to be interested in me promoting like you know ageless skincare products but apparently miss mary saw it and she's interested now you think so. the uh, liminal order guys would want to play paintball absolutely the cast castle versus liminal order let's do yeah, it yeah you know let's we, do a paintball battle we've got like legit tier one doesn't matter tier it's one. Like we got, we got professional one. larpers super ripped dudes Luke. in full tactical gear yeah. like walking through the forest and it's like ian I'm interested. You have to. I need a nice automatic paintball. Uh, are your demographics? I mean, I presume that they're a majority male, but are they like? Is it like ninety ten or? Is yeah, it, yeah, something oh. like that. I'd like be down to do this. Uh, Ageless beauty. I'd rub it on my face on on air. All right, that's a different video. And by the end of the show, you'll be able to see it. She puts the cream on her face. It's probably really good for your skin. All right, Matthew Vance says, Tim, massive respect for your work and opinions. But regarding your criticisms of mandate compliance, is it comparable to complying to background checks when you oppose all gun laws, apples and oranges or not, in your opinion? What I mean is if people are saying vaccine mandates for employment are wrong and now I'm going to actively engage in that specifically, they're not actively opposing the mandate. They're participating in it. You can still dislike it and say, I don't want it to exist. So I'll say this. If you're claiming that you are opposing, it's a semantic, it's a, it's a semantic confusion. If you say, I don't think we should have background checks for guns, then you can still be like, I'm going to vote for that. But if, in the meantime, that I understand. If you're saying that I, I you know, don't like uh, vaccine mandates, but for the time being, I'll vote for that. And then you keep complying. My problem there is that compliance has only made the whole problem worse. So they're not, they're not necessarily one for one. But I will say, this, this is the point I've been making. If you are still a part of a system like in New York, like if you're opening a restaurant, and you have a big sign in the window saying vaccines required, but then back in the back, there's a back door where a speakeasy is happening. You are clearly actively in opposition to the vaccine mandates. If you get your CCW so you don't have to go through the background check process anymore, like, okay, well, now you're there, there, there's means to say, I will not participate in that. I will use an alternative. And there's also, um, I don't know exactly what's going on, and maybe I shouldn't say too much considering you know, it's a firearm issue, but there are other means of you know working within the law and... Um, directly opposing things like background checks or NICs. But um, you'll have to work that one out for yourself because I don't want to, you know, give anybody advice or anything necessarily <laughs> on, on legal issues I don't know about, you know what I mean? But there's, like, there's stuff you can do with, like, FFLs and with concealed carry that if you have a concealed carry permit in West Virginia, you don't need a background check. So you quite literally just get your concealed carry and then you can just walk in any store you want and they don't track or record any of this stuff. But anyway, all right, let's see what we got. Mike Sullivan says, love the show and the castle vlogs. Congrats on your new studio. Last night, Daily Wire sold at an auditorium in Nashville. 2,800 people chanting, let's go, Brandon. Wow. Nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Let's go, Brandon. All right. Let's see what we got here. We got a comment. I saw a question. Someone questioned the, the mimetic value of let's go, Brandon. Do you think that that escapes the just the very online and has contagion-like capabilities? I know it's a meme, but I'm saying like, is it, is it, can it, can it be contagious? 
or is it really just isolated to people that happen to catch that particular story online? I think it's, I think it's one of the most powerful things we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's go, Brandon. To the average unsuspecting person is just a silly, fun chant they might engage in. Yeah. I remember when I was down during Occupy Wall Street, Luke knows this, <laughs> people would start chanting, Antica Pizza Lista. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I don't know if you were there with me, Luke, but some guy was going, ah, yes. Andi, Nagiba Dida Stida. <laughs> like, and I was like, what did you say? And he goes, huh? And I'm like, what are you chanting? And he goes, Oh, I'm just chanting. And I'm like, what are you saying? Oh, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, they were literally chanting gibberish because they didn't know the chant was, ah, anti, anti-capitalista. And so they were just making gibberish up to chant along with it. So if you get a bunch of people chanting, let's go, Brandon, right? The media will be like, all of these people are doing the right wing meme. And then they'll start reporting. There's a big surge. And- I, I remember I started chanting, I really want pizza. <laughs> and, and the let's go Brandon shirt, one of the best sellers on our t-shirt store right now. So, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of popularity. What's there's the a URL lot of for that? The best political That's Thanks. a good yeah. one. You should go there. And appreciate that guy asking me questions about Seattle and acknowledging no vax mandates. He's clearly been to jackbrunch.com. Where you can find out all of the information on the Jack Brunch tour, including all the dates and the Eventbrite uh, sales. I hear those brunches are awesome. They really are. Jay Lopez says Jimmy Kimball. Yes, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we love Luke. Kinjin Ranger says Ian is literally calling for censorship. Let's go, Ian. I can't believe. Oh. I can't believe people are okay with censorship. Dude hasn't even watched Steven Crowder. I was a, a censor for social media for five years, and I understand the value of judicious censorship. So you admit it. I'm not going to pretend Period. like it's bad all the time and we need to get no, rid of right. all censorship because then it's just pure chaos and nothing can get done. Ian Ian is correct. There is good censorship. It's true. We, we don't want gore and violence and murder and illegal content. We need someone who's going to filter through that stuff and, get, and remove it from these platforms. The problem is when they start saying, oh, but political content is also offensive. So, no, no, no. I wish I could remember the name of it, but one of my good friends produced a uh, play, but it happened during COVID. So they turned it into an audio play, which is very interesting, uh, about what it's like to be a reviewer that, that has to manually review this kind of content that you just described murder, gore, these type of things, and what it does psychologically oh to the reviewer who just mm-hmm. 24, well, not 24, but seven days a week, all not even seven days, five days a five week, days. eight Business hours a day hours. is just looking at and the most what's, abominable What's really stuff. bad is when you see a lot of it in a short period of time. Remember the Christchurch shooting? That guy went with a head cam, like a GoPro on and killed a bunch of people outside of two mosques. Like and I kept game, seeing said. the video over and over and over and different. One guy had the Doom, the video game Doom overlay over it like it was a video game. And it started to really like, I, I, I can't put words, I can't use words to describe it. Because the memories and stuff, like the way it's, you remember the past, it's like those things become memories. And, and the, when you see the bodies, like, and the people that are, st- I can't, Tim, I can't go into it. I know you don't want, I can't, you can't, it's just, a, it's a, it's for these people, this is their job. You got to understand. So I think that people can get triggered when Steven Crowder or anyone starts to step over the line because it, it triggers all Making these other things jokes you see. is so far but, removed but from what you're describing what happens right now with Christchurch. It, it triggers um, other their memories of those other things that they've seen in the past. I don't past. care. I literally don't I just care. Want you, you want to be a whiny crybaby who can't handle it's politics not whiny, and leave. If a soldier sees his friends die, it's that not, is they're not, not being whiny crybabies about, about yeah. it. When you see who, videos, who said that? Dude, enough. Look, okay, enough. We're talking about a, do- a guy who does a comedy show. And you're trying to act like it's a mass shooting incident. No, I'm, th- no, I'm saying that w- w- as an admin, when you see people start to cross the line, it can trigger like other things that you've seen in the past. 
Let's read some more Super Chats. All right, let's see what we got here. <laughs> Angela Lucarelli says, in the animal kingdom, the males are larger, heavier, and stronger than the females. It's a fact, except for hyenas. I think, sure. I think there's more uh, there's animals species. where that's not the same. Yeah, but, there's, there's but, a fish yeah. where the females are massive and the males are tiny, yeah, they and they, yeah. they, they latch them. on and then become parasites <laughs> and then just live on the body. It's gross. But I think generally speaking, especially among mammals, that's the case. Anthony Epley says, Tim, when can we expect you and Jack to co-sponsor an event? I don't know. When are, all right, let's do another event. Let's do it, Tim. Love the idea. When? November? We'll figure it out. Let's all do right, it. We'll do it. Awesome. That sounds fun. Yeah, we, act, we, we actually assumed Jack would be at the event we were doing, but then we found out he was doing his own thing. So. I think it would be cool to do a music event with Eric July and R.A. the Rugged Man. Let's personally. do it. Let's do it. There's a lot of opportunity. Nets there, says, I think Ian's doppelganger is Chris Pontius from Jerk. Every time I see him, I have bana- uh, banana hammock flashbacks. PTSD. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can kind of see Chris Pontius, yeah. I'm still learning who this guy is. Kevin McMahon says, Tim, fellow Chicagoan here, the railroads have implemented the December 8th deadline for the vax, and I and many other will be standing our ground. So if you think the planes are bad, wait till the trains stop moving. Yeah. And your food ain't mm-hmm. coming in. Yep. You see, Jack, uh, Augustin Farms announced on their website you can't order anymore. Really? And they do the emergency food stuff. Bummer. There's a viral viral letter going around where they're telling one of their clients they can't provide them with supplies anymore, like they can't supply them. So it looks like they're they're pulling back due to a major shortage. So that's emergency food. When the emergency foods you can't get. Good, maybe, thing, yeah. good thing there's 18 years of beans here. Right. 18? <laughs> are you joking? Sorry, 50. 30. Probably, the, the, each bin is 30 years. Oh, jeez. But they last 30 years. But considering how many person. people we have here, I think it's yeah. like two weeks to a month. Oh, dang. Yeah. We, got, we got 30 people. <laughs> You're right. We'll fire everybody, kick them out when it hits the fan. Yes. And then the beans are all mine. No one else. Well, exactly right. <laughs> Can well, I stay? I, you know, pull, <laughs> pulling into the driveway tonight, I almost ran over three Bambis. I hit the brakes. <gasps> and uh, I guess if this you know happens, I'll just... They were stealing our fruit, Jack. The, de- right. the Bambis? The deer. They come in, they eat all our persimmons. You know, I, I had a mini little farm on my uh, property when I, a few years ago, and uh, I grew all kinds of vegetables and stuff, and I had this beautiful crop of broccoli, and they'd grown out of the ground, and the, and the heads were just big, and I was getting ready the next day to go out and clip them all off. I come out, they're all gone. Of course. The deer found them, and they just destroyed my entire crop. So, bummer. So, so the story... <laughs> So right. we, we have we cool, have, we have, cool well, story, well, Jack. We got to put a, we got to put a correction in the in the first segment though. But the story that that Crowder in trouble was about a women's prison specifically. Ah, okay. and then they did a skit and they were you know attacked for it, or YouTube came down on them for it. So my understanding, I made a mistake. I think based on what we were talking about, it was this I, Loudon story. I do think that ties into Loudon story too, though, because they were it was a similar kind of. Although, yeah, you're right. But but okay. if the strike was from an older video, yeah, yeah. you know. I wonder if they saw today's story and were like, ah, we'll get him. We got him. All right. Let's see. Well, Twine. I, I want to know, what does it take to get like a direct connection to YouTube like that where their lawyers are talking to your lawyers? Like, well, there's a, lawsuit. There a certain threshold there. There's a lawsuit between Crowder and YouTube, no? Uh, I don't know. I believe there is. I believe they were talking about it. So obviously when you have lawyers talking back and forth, that would be the relationship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got a contact at Google. So, like, we launched a new show, Tales from the Inverted World, and I'm like, hey, heads up. We're going to be applying for monetization or Someone whatever. get in touch with this man. Jack's ready. <laughs> Just take the brakes off my channel, would you? Yeah. By the way, Jack Murphy Live on YouTube. New videos every day. Imagine that. Oh, I got a correction here. Another correction. 
No. Unspecial Noob says, Tim, Brazilians sprinkle yuca flour, not cornmeal, on their beans and rice. Source, yucca, I live in Brazil flour. for a couple of years. Later married a Brazilian. Also, BZ food is freaking amazing, especially Northeastern Brazilian food. Dude. What is it called? Churrasco? Is that mm-hmm, what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. What, is that when they come with all the big things of meat? Churrasco is a form of painting. What? Yeah, I, I don't think you're right. I, I thought you were talking about a pastry. What's a the, meat what? pastry that they give out in Brazil? I don't know what I'm talking about. Pretty good. What, what's it called? Where uh, look it up. Brazilian Brazilian barbecue. Yeah. Brazilian grill. They 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 walk yeah. around with big skewers with massive hunks of meat. Churrasco. Churrasco. Traditional churrasco. Boom. Dirt I was steak, right. Sea salt. You were wrong. Pepper, onion. You were wrong. Right. Maybe wrong. it's something fired. spelled differently. They come up to your plate with a knife and they cut the meat off right onto your plate. Not that. Oh, we should get one of we can get one of those those like rotisserie things. And they're walking and around, the and you'll see like the, the the pork guy, and you're like, pork man. can we go to one before no, they, the apocalypse? They, ha- they have these all over the United States. Where on your table, you just put there's a little disc. It's a gr- it's a green on one side, red on the other, and when it's green, the guy with the meat, they all come to your table. There's like 20 different kinds of meats, and they all come. They just pile it on, and if you <laughs> if you just want to pause, you just turn it over, and it's red, and that way they don't hassle you. Wow. Yeah. It's I also nice. love conveyor belt sushi. That's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> and in Japan, they have a race, tr- race car on a track sushi where you have a little thing and you type in what you want and a car drives the food to you. And then you just take it off the thing and then press the button and it goes that back. sounds fun. Nice. And then you put your plates on it and then it sends out more food. It's so awesome. On conveyor belt, do you just take it off when you want it and they charge you every time you pick yeah, one? Yeah, by plate. Oh. Yeah, so the color. blue plates and green yep. plates. And so it's, just, it's great because you're sitting there like, nope, nope, yep, <laughs> nope, nope, yep. That's how you feed it. And then someone made a viral video where they put the GoPro on it. Or they put their phone on it. Fogo to chow. That's what it is. The place with the red and green discs. Come on. All right. Twine <laughs> Autist says, as an Alaskan, Alaska is terrible. It's dark by 3 p.m. and around zero degrees Fahrenheit for nine months a year. Ooh. It's too cold to grow most foods during the short summer. We wouldn't make it if there was a collapse. Huh. Can't you eat like elk or something or moose? Bears. Yeah, you eat bear. They don't eat you. I've, I've watched Homestead Rescue. I know you, you can build this. a greenhouse and extend your growing season up there, but, but I'm only going moving to Alaska at the end if climate change is real. <laughs> you just, just you go, uh, you, you you eat bear. You just, I'm gonna, you just eat bear. That's just it. Eat bear. Just come eat on. bear. It's so obvious. <laughs> I'm yeah. Just wrestle them down. I'm gonna get the carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere polar before it gets bear. haywire. So thanks, Wait, bro. Yeah. Are polar bears south or north? I think yeah, they're, they're, they're. I think they're north. Are they north? Yeah, eat polar bear. Yeah. Arctic. Yeah. Are they uh, protected? I think they might be protected. Oh, okay, then don't protected eat polar bear animals. guys. Won't matter if the world's ended. What about penguins? Can you can you eat penguins? <gasps> also penguins. protected? I'm a, I don't know. This is outside my purview. I would never eat. But it. I you know they're like they're a penguin in like Chile, I think, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, down I've been there. I've been to Antarctica actually. Really? Yeah. No way. Actually, to Antarctica. What were you doing down there? I, I I stood on the shore with 250 million penguins. Or I'm sorry, 250 thousand penguins. Million. What were you just to go be with the penguins. Yes. Wow. Just I to go sure. to Antarctica. What else? There's no other reason to go. I wasn't well, like you know, that. There wasn't a hot new if restaurant. You if, if, down look, there? if you uh, obviously, if you want to enter the hollow earth, you got to go to, you got to go to Antarctica. <laughs> There's so many conspiracies that just started right now. I'm <laughs> 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 excited to explore the caves underground. Saw Jack's some amazing from stuff. The, the, inside the earth is a sun. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, ever, have you ever seen that image <laughs> no. where there's like a conspiracy theory that the North and the South Pole are holes? Oh. And you walk in and then gravity inverts, I guess. Yeah, because more mass is on the bottom. And you can see a, a sun in the middle. Which is And the then core. you can see past the sun is other ground, I guess, because you're inside the hollow earth. 
Uh, I'm going to have to defer to Ian and you on this the one. classified yeah, magma. Yeah. People come up with funny stuff. I'll tell you this. That's good interesting. Stuff. All right. Let's see. I, I think Alaska would be a whole lot if of fun. If you ever read Journey to the Center of the Earth by Jules Verne. Oh, yeah. It's a good, good book. book. Classic. Nonfiction. Yeah, that's oh right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a documentary. Aldo Pineda says, I believe the $600 bank's fine is to target those fired for not complying to cripple them even more. They have declared war on freedom-loving patriots. So, you got to be a special person. If you believe them when they're like spying on accounts with at least six hundred dollars, taxes the rich. What are, what are they talking about? They're talking about taxing the poor. This That's person was going like, after the side hustle. Someone yeah. was yeah. Someone was like, if I bought a couch two years ago for twelve hundred dollars, and now and next year I want to sell it for eight hundred, yeah. are they going to tax me on that? Yeah, I on mean, that depreciation. This is really a surveillance yes. bill that mm-hmm. Janet Yellen is literally arguing. This will make sure that the billionaires pay their taxes. That's literally what she just said. And that's the most disingenuous, craziest thing that I have ever heard. Yeah. It's a lie. And you've heard many things. You've I said many of similar things I'm, here, uh, right here, that I was a cat man, first of all. Are you yes. a cat man? I am not a cat I man. <laughs> Good God. I, I don't know. I would, I would be fooled, but, you know, but I, I, who knows? Wow, Luke, you're going to get beat <laughs> uh, Hey, you know, we all have a role to play on this show. Do you have pets? <laughs> I have a dog. Oh, you do. That's what we were talking about. Rosie, she yeah. makes an appearance on every show. Jack Murphy, live on YouTube. You can hear that or get the audio download as well. Rosie. Yeah. yeah, to meet Rosie every day. I feel, I record, or I do I'm pretty live. sure I heard a meow in one of those Shut podcasts. Up. <laughs> I do it live at noon every day and approximately around, not every day, but mostly, and then around one o'clock, the mailman shows up and Rosie goes bonkers. There you so, go. Yeah, she's so a part of the like show. Cats. I'm a cat guy. Shane Lagan says, love the show, love the studio, love Luke is back, and so is Jack. As a former competitive motocross racer, it pains me to see the trouble y'all are having to get the bike to go. Elbows up always. We got two dirt bikes, Mm. and um, I think one's like a 185, one's like a 220cc or whatever. They're big, and one of them is, uh, I just was very, it was easy for me to start, you know, pull the clutch, hit it, shift, and then drive. The other one wasn't going, and then I just kept, I don't know what I was doing. So they filmed me struggling to make the bike go, and I just said, whatever. I got, we got the electric ones. Just go. So uh, we got free Domestan, and we're looking to um, do a survey of the property tomorrow afternoon. So um, there's still some stuff we're, we're, we're working with with the previous owners. They're still there for the time being, but we're going to go there and probably just take the electric uh, off-road bikes and go through the woods and everything. And nice. just take a look at the property. What do you mean? Elbows up like this? Yeah. Hmm. Like that. I have no idea. Maybe like that when you're it's ready. Been a long time since I rode one. I'm not Make a sure motocross. You, you keep your jump. elbows bent. One time I did a jump and had my elbows straight like that, and oh. they they like shocked back in. Yeah. I was like, ah. <laughs> we went to uh, we went to Travis Pastrana's place uh, a couple weekends ago, and that was amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> I just got a text Ian from uh, Red Hen, my fiance, and she said she told she's telling me to tell you. That we did grounding last week. She made me go out in the front yard, stand in my bare feet in the grass to recharge <laughs> yeah. with the Earth's magnetic I just, forces. I was, I was doing that today uh, as I was deadlifting. Oh, I just so. had a vision last <laughs> night of giving my out, mother. Jack. It's been I haven't seen my mom in a year and a half, but when I do, I'm going to hug her. And when I do it, I'm going to ground her energy into the Earth's core and into the stars. You can actually also send the energy into the stars, and you can kind of conduit it through you. And then it's just that's a real hug, you know. Something How'd that one thirty-five go, dude? How was that 135 today? Did it work out? Did you get it up? Uh, what are you talking about? You were deadlift, 135? I don't know exactly what I was doing. I was just deadlifting. Oh, okay. But it, it, was, it, was, it was strenuous. It was hard. 135 grams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he struggled. Strong, yeah. I wasn't counting. Maybe. Is it on I, the, I broke a sweat. Is I it on the vlog? Let's see it. <laughs> there might be, yeah. Take your form. 
All right, DJ Madero says we need to at least go back to the moon. It's a rather strange satellite that no one can adequately explain how it came to orbit the Earth except for an astronomically improbable collision theory that some astrophysicists say needed to happen twice. Thea, and that's Thea. This other planetoid uh, in the early Earth's solar system 3.6 billion years ago or something smashed through Earth and its orbit came out the other side as a ball of magma slowly cooled. Maybe it came back and then threw again. I don't How know. How does an asteroid go through a planet without destroying the planet? It was it, it completely turned it into Such both like liquid when it went through. It liquefied uh, both and then they slowly it, most of the Earth came out on the other side and then became the moon is the theory and it cooled and apparently it's hollow. It, it's like a, a hollowish ball of magma that what's cooled. inside so it's like, the moon dude probably open space Jeez. and li- so maybe hollow moon life. theory Dust. Yes, i was thinking about probing it inside it. but even oh, if yeah. we probe the center of the moon we might end up killing whatever's in there if there's life so we got to be real careful about going down there life inside the moon it's the hollow maybe. moon i don't yes. know the hollow moon Roz's rotary rescue says crowder's video from today was removed as well i watched it early this afternoon now it's gone maybe part of the strike as well could be. My understanding from, you know, what, what we were, what, what I was being told was that it was particularly about what happened in Loudoun, though maybe, uh, maybe I'm incorrect. Or maybe it was, you know, a big scoop up. All right, let's see. TJ Fippen says, Timcast should start a monthly quarterly box, include one of the thousand weird comics and our pillow, your own beverage holder. I'm down, take my money, Tim. P.S. Sup, Ian. Sup, dog. TJ, working on the Fediverse. Headspace says, Ian, have you considered testosterone supplementation? Alex Jones can hook you up. Do the world a favor. I have, actually. And I've also noticed I think people can take too much tea. You see the really red face people. Um, so you got to kind of balance that out. Are you trying uh, to I, p- single someone out here? John, I, John I, McAfee. I love you, but I think you were too high tea. I had a great idea. I wanted to hire a fitness and nutrition expert to come and help all of the people at the Cast Castle to eat better and to, to make sure they're getting in some exercise every day. And I thought I was just imagining what would happen if we like hired some like super ripped like gym bro, and then imagining like in five months every single employee of the castle is just like super ripped and wearing like tank tops and like this hot should pants. not be a fan. Well, and I just I want you to imagine Ian super ripped, massive chest, yes. exactly as he is, but just mad fit. I got we, the frame. We, for we it, take man. before and after photos and then start hacking supplements right afterwards. Yeah. It's a huge business. <laughs> like, huge. I thought this just should be super. a business part of the business plan. That's my personal opinion. You can leave the hot pants and the pink tank tops outside. <laughs> but I, I, you know, if you did that, I would strongly support that 100% contribute any way that I could. No, but I, I, I seriously do think that we, we should, you know, I, 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 would, I would like to get someone who specializes in nutrition to do the snack shopping so we can cut out the garbage. I haven't been eating sugar, no sugar, for uh, like, I think it's like we're calling like two months now. Man, I've been impressive. eating mostly meats and fats and been eating a whole lot healthier now and I feel better. And I'm like, we should have someone actually can plan this out. And then maybe just like prepare meals. Like a chef that does it all. That but also way. fitness. Fit- you know fitness. you should have on the show Alexander Cortez. He's got a really large Twitter following. He is an absolute fitness god. He's got long, beautiful hair, just like oh, you. Perfect. You guys could swap stories on how to maintain that sheen. Mm-hmm. He'll come here and get you guys with cold water. Shape. Cortez, he's shot. good. He's good. You should have him on. Yeah, I keep getting messaged by, well, not keep, but uh, health and fitness people that want to join. So I think if you're out there, message jobs at timcast.com. You do cooking, health, all that stuff. Being happy and healthy is an act of resistance in today's day and age. So is it deadlifting 135 grams? That's right. Blake Smith says, did you guys catch Rogan's interview with Dr. Sanjay Gupta? Not yet. Did he? 
He did it? No. Yeah, he, he did. did. Um, really? I'm hearing a lot of chatter about that because he is directly implicating Dr. Fauci and the gain-of-function studies in Whoa. Wuhan. And he's talking about the exact uh, you know, cleavage site that they were working on that is related to the sickness that has been going around everywhere. So that wow. the, it, this is a, a big interview. I'm getting a lot of notifications. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know the exact implications. I'm just reading some of the headlines that I'm hearing, uh, seeing about it right now. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking yep. at uh, from MSN.com. Rogan asked Sanjay Gupta if Fauci's, quote, being honest about NIH connection to Wuhan labs, gain of function. So it's out there. Cleavage. Thing. All right, let's see. Don't get too happy there, Jack. I'm glad they're bringing that word back. Sonny James says, okay, the surveillance thing with the 600. If you had a crazy subscriber that does something, God forbid, really illegal, would that give you a conspiracy charge? The motives behind our government is terrifying. Uh, I don't know how that would function. I don't understand what that means. The 600 thing, the surveillance thing, they're basically saying if you, if you have an account with at least 600 bucks, they're going to get your, your income and outgoing revenue. What they're trying to do is if you lose your job and you're like, I'm going to mow lawns for money, they're going to be like, hey, we couldn't help but notice that money came into your account that was unreported. Can you explain it? They're taxing the poor. Well, if you buy something that's been taxed and then you resell it, you get taxed again on it. That's right. It's so busted up. What the if I give you a dollar, you got to pay taxes. You then take that, I guess what you'd have. 93, eight, yeah, 78, cents, 78, or, 78 yeah, cents or whatever. 70, 70 no, 70, 72, I nah, guess. Up to 10,000. I'm saying, I'm saying like just in general for like income. If I say, Ian, I'm going to hire you to give me a high five for one dollar, right. then you end up getting only like seventy two cents. Then you say, Hey, Luke, I'm going to hire uh, you know hire you at seventy five seventy two cents to do a high five. Then Luke ends up with only like fifty cents. So that dollar goes around the table, and then the government's extracting like like some kind of vampire, just sucking the currency of every transaction. It's not That's the way we're supposed <laughs> to be built. I did, I did read about a new app. <laughs> I did read about a new app that takes your Bitcoin holding. And then uh, you can just swipe your card anywhere, and it automatically takes your Bitcoin holding and converts it into USD just for that transaction. Wow. That's a good step. That's a good step. I wish I could remember what it is. I'm, they're going to kill me for not remembering the name. I think we just need prices to be in Bitcoin. Or maybe, I don't know, something mm-hmm. else. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got here. Hugh Beaumont says, <clears throat> tell Jack and Ian Teddy says hi. What's up, Teddy? What's up, Teddy? What's oh, up by you? the way, that's get swipe at G E T S W Y P E. Go to my Twitter profile and click on the link there. I get a referral. Amazing. My friends, smash the like button if you haven't already and go to timcast.com. Become a member. We got a, a bonus member segment coming up at around 11 or so p.m. at, Tim, uh, PM at timcast.com. We're also going to start doing the Tales from the Inverted World members only uh, segment soon. And we're also going to have special members only content from Cast Castle Vlog as well, which is usually just, you know, people hanging out and whatever. And we're also going to be starting up the Green Room, which will be a Friday show, because right now we do Monday through Thursday as the bonus segment. Now we're going to have Fridays after the show, the Green Room show. It'll be once a week. We are, we are trying to figure out how to make it work without, you know, going too much in this space. Making something new and unique, and because we don't have anything on Friday nights, that's what we'll do. So make sure you check that out. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL or underscore IRL, or whatever it is. You can follow me at Timcast. I hear Jack has something going on. I do. First of all, if you believe in masculinity, brotherhood, and sovereignty, and you're looking for a group of men to get together and help you change the world, join the Liminal Order. That's liminal-order.com. And if you're just a regular person, not a man, woman, child, anybody who wants to come to our Sunday fellowship events called Jack Brunch. Yeah. Please do come jackbrunch.com. Our next event is in Nashville on 1024. 
We've already got a ton of people signed up and registered, so please come check it out. A lot of fun. What about you, Guy? So I could link a lot of my social media, but one of the most important things you could do to make me uncensorable is to sign up on my free email list, and you could very easily do that on enoughofcensorship.com, enoughofcensorship.com, and I give giveaways, free content from Luke Uncensored, and a lot of other special prizes are given out there. So I hope you guys sign up and uh, get away from the big tech monopolies. You can also follow me on social media at Ian Crossland. That's mine's Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, I noticed with the after show that we're shooting tonight, last night, we did it in a higher resolution, so the upload and um, encoding took a little bit longer. That's right. I think that it wasn't we actually ready it. till about midnight, so maybe it'll be up at eleven. Maybe might be a little late, but we'll find out. It's still higher resolution, mm-hmm. so but we reduced the the frame rate a little bit. Uh, yeah, like so it, it might be a little late. If it is, you know, we'll figure it out and we'll keep moving and uh, put the time there. Catch you later. Very cool. And I did want to say before we go that I was not incorrect about this word that Tim and I were talking about. We were just talking about different languages. I was talking about Italian, which is chiaroscuro. Chiaroscuro. Which I is said chiarosco, not chiaroscuro. You're wrong. He's talking about Brazilian. I was talking about the painting, which is like the treatment of light and shade in drawing and painting, which is something that John Rubens did a lot in his paintings. Anyway, I'm done. So I just smart. wanted to make that final nerds. point. Surrounded by Patchlitz. nerds. Huh? Surrounded I know. We're a nerds. bunch of nerds. It's true. <laughs> um, I just want to say I'm Sarah Patchlitz on Twitter. You guys are more than welcome to follow me there. We will see all of you over at TimCast.com in the member segment. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys.